Episode 460 of the PlayStation Nation podcast, the longest PlayStation podcast on the internet. Longest running? Longest? I think we, we take both, really. Longest running PlayStation focused podcast. Wow. Yes. PlayStation In the world, focused. as we start year 10 Oof. here in February. Yeah. And that voice you're hearing, by the way, is Josh. I'm Glenn. Yes. Yes. So the website got a little tweak. Very, and I noticed it before you said anything. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's that's going to be in our logo for everything this year. Basically. Nice. <laughs> so Now you have to get me all those, like the little icons for Twitter and all the other stuff. Well, I've made most of them, yeah, so. Excellent. Yep. Cool. Yeah, so uh, year 10 we're starting. I think it's, I was trying to find the date. I was actually digging a lot on Sunday to -hmm. find the official date, but the problem was a lot of that stuff, like those websites and everything don't exist anymore. We didn't have a website when we started, Um, and it was all on Team Fremont's forums, and they don't exist anymore. (laughs) So I'm like looking at file, uh, like some of the files I have, and I was talking to Mark for a little while about it because I didn't know if he had any of the original files because... He's like me. He doesn't really clean things up. What about um, the Wayback Machine? <clears throat> the Wayback Machine? Yeah. Uh, I think it's in for repairs. No, the Wayback Machine. Archive.org slash web. Oh, uh, ooh, ooh. It's the website. Yeah. I don't know if uh, archive.org, right? Yeah. You should have told me this before, before we were recording. Well, you didn't bring this up until just now. <laughs> This is how we do things. Uh-huh. We don't talk. <laughs> Deep down inside, we both hate each other. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, my God. Um, what was 10 years ago? It was 2000... No, wait. When did we start? 2007, wasn't it? I think. Let's see here. One snapshot from that day. All right. Well, I'll take a look while we're talking and everything while you're doing your stuff, but... Uh, yeah, we're, it's kind of fun. Like we're starting off our 10th year by doing our game of the year awards, our golden minecart awards for 2015. Uh, and yes, it's, it's, we're February 1st, uh, in 2016, but as we've stated before, we always like to wait until the end of the year to actually do a game of the year award because something might come out at the very end and the game can get screwed, you know, kind of like something from just add water every year. So, uh, first half of the show is going to be pretty quick, uh, because I'm sure we have a ton for the Gold, gold Mine Cards. Uh, so, we've got a few new releases we've got to talk about really quick. Two news items, what we're playing and watching. Uh, then we'll go to Around PS Nation, because there is some stuff to talk about there. A uh, quick update on MGC 2016, which is coming up in April. And then we'll get to the Gold Mine Cards uh, after that. So, uh, really quick, let's get through the ways that you can contact us, which is a bunch of different ways. Uh, obviously, the best way to reach us and, and find us is over at psnation.com. Uh, you can go there, go to uh, the left side of the screen, and you'll see a Contact Us section, which has a button that you can press to send us a message. It's got all of our Twitter info, our PSN info, all kinds of great stuff. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, at uh, and Josh is at, P-A-J- uh, at PJF Josh. I am at Torgo PSN, and uh, our main account at PS Nation. <clears throat> it's weird. So I'm using a different microphone tonight because I have to turn my head a lot. Uh, for the sound effects and, and the acceptance speeches that we got. So I'm hearing myself in, in 
in the headphone different than I usually do, and it's screwing me up a little bit. <laughs> I'm not used to being so good, basically. <laughs> um, let's see here. You can find us at uh, on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash page. Go over there and like that if you can. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail on Skype. Go to WDT-Torgo and leave us a message that way. Uh, that's actually how we got a couple of our acceptance speeches this week. Uh, don't forget to go to our forums at psnation.com slash forums or just hit that forums button on the website. Uh, if you'd like to stream your podcast, go over to stitcher.com, uh, go over to the video game section, and you'll find us there. You can also find us on TuneIn Radio. Just do a search for PS Nation there. Uh, don't forget our podcast forum at vgevo.com, and you'll get to meet a lot of those people if you come to the Midwest Gaming Classic this year. Uh, we're, we'll be hunkered hard down in the VGEVO bunker, as we always are every year, uh, including doing a live podcast recording there. Uh, and uh, last but not least, the affiliate link section at psnation.com. Uh, we don't have a Patreon. We don't have any of that other stuff. Well, we do have a PayPal for people that want it, uh, and, and thank you to those folks that are sending us cash via PayPal. Uh, much appreciated. But uh, we don't ask for cash, so instead all we ask is that if you're going to do some shopping at a bunch of the different stores that we have on this affiliate link section like Amazon.com and Best Buy, uh, if you're going to go to those sites, all we ask is maybe just hit our link to go there instead of going to directly to the page. It doesn't change anything for you whatsoever, but anything you buy, we get a little piece of the action, and that helps us pay our bills. So greatly appreciate it if you do that because we uh, are in E3 planning stage right now. I'm working on the registration info, and I'll be registering tomorrow for E3. Oh, God. I don't want to think. We already have two things happening on Sunday, man. Yeah, I know. <sighs> Bethesda's doing a uh, press conference again on Sunday, and now EA is doing one on Sunday. And if I'm the only one invited again, I'm <laughs> I really hope you guys get invited. <clears throat> right. um, you yeah. want something what really I crazy? Something really so in the Wayback Machine for the hell of it, I just put in psnation.com. Okay, you know to see the the beginnings of the site. It goes back to two thousand. Yeah, somebody sat on it for a long time, and then they had a little gaming. Well, they had a little gaming site on it, but they didn't do any updates for a long time. Actually, they did. Uh, and this is the crazy thing. So, jeez, oh, I just lost it because it starts. The first one is really. In 2001, the first one that you can look at. Uh-huh. So May 17, 2001. Welcome to PSNation.com, the best reality-based PS2 website on the internet. We boast the most truthful reviews, previews, and news. If a good-looking game isn't good, we'll let you know. Why do we do this? Because we aren't paid off by Sony, game producers, or anybody. We do this because we like to. Josh at PSNation.com. <laughs> What the what the fuck? <laughs> it is your destiny. <laughs> How crazy is that? <laughs> That's awesome. It's freaky. It's really freaky. That is hilarious. So these people had it, and then they dropped it at some point, and then we picked it up. Uh, I think in two thousand eight. Yeah. Yeah, but these people had it. Actually, they it. You could see the site grow and change, and it's really funny. That's hilarious. It's it's crazy that it was Josh at PSNation.com. Wow. Way back at the first post. (laughs) So I'm looking on archive.org. Yep. Uh, They don't snapshot forums. So I try to go in, and it says, your login is invalid. And then when I hit hit login, they're like, this isn't snapshotted. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I think the original URL was like 
PlayStationPodcast.com. It was really big. Because I remember when we were dealing with um, moving over to Joystick.com uh, to replace the PlayStation Fanboy podcast, like they were asking us, like, can you get a shorter <laughs> URL? <laughs> There's nothing out there. Until I finally found, I think, psnation.org. Yeah, well, actually, that I just realized that as I was going through it, because I'm at like 2008, 2009, and it's still PS, it's this old psnation.com, these yeah. other people. And then it just, it hit me. I was like, oh, yeah, .org. <laughs> Way to go, Revy. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like, the original website was on, uh, it was this system called WebGUI. Uh, it was a guy that I used to work with. It's his uh, web content software. And he, as a favor, like, let me uh, get onto their system and everything. And <clears throat> uh, it was god-awful. It was just a terrible site. So that blue one? Come on. No, it was like black. It was bad. The hell? Yeah, I'll have to mess with this. Damn you, why'd you bring this up? Now I'm all <laughs> Get to work, get to work. This is gonna be a long show. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well it's it's your There it is. No, it was well it was a blue background. It was black oh like banner. Well black menu, mm. essentially. Black and blue. It was terrible. Yeah. No, it was it was it was a terrible system and and the thing was it was so, such a bitch to post anything that we barely posted anything <laughs> like mm. posting one story would take about mm, half an hour to an hour it was just awful yeah. yeah and then we moved our we like started forums on VG Evo we had them there forever until we moved our, our site a couple of years ago or last year I think it was wasn't it something like that February 5th episode 151 pod cursed pod cursed 151, that was square in the mark, de- mark days. Yeah. Yeah. New cool. releases, Army of Two. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no. We'll, a review of Army of Two and real view V screen in Polar Panic. Oh, that's the, the magnifying screen for the PSP. <laughs> we actually, uh, we had somebody write into us about that. I just saw it because I have one. I have the review in here still. And um, we had a guy write to us when we did the review, and he said that he was visual, uh, vision impaired, and it sounded like a really great idea, and he was really excited about it. And, and I'm like, well, let me let me email you know the company, and maybe we can see if we can set you up with 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 a unit or something. And they were more than happy to do it. They were like, oh yeah, we'll send him one. Sure. Never heard from him again because I was really curious to see if it worked out for him, and he never emailed us back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just saw that because I'm packing up my uh, my gaming closet this like today and tomorrow. It's funny. So I'm looking at the old site, at the old 2009 version of the site. Yeah. Oof. And well, that's the thing. Like the Golden Minecart Award page for 2009 was always so weird. It was okay. just such an odd looking page, but it actually fits within the aesthetic of this old site. Oh, no <laughs> so <shit. laughs> it suddenly makes sense. I was like, oh, wow, this, okay, now I understand why <laughs> this page looks the way it does. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> man, I don't remember how we handled that stuff back then. I think we just picked shit. Or was it a vote? I think no, we, I think we always a had a vote. This, yeah, it was always a vote because that's where I got the idea for all this stuff this year is that Mark had at the top of the page was a data sheet 
the most wins, most nominations, most category votes. No, I don't think that was Mark doing that. Votes. Well, whoever did it. I think it was me. Um, <laughs> and you're getting on me for all this stuff. Well. Uh, most votes for a game, least votes for a game, closest runner-up, closest category, most votes without a win. Wow. Uh, so I did something similar this year. So Cool. We will see Can't that. wait to hear it. Yes. In this four-hour odyssey that we're going to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, why don't you just stop and do the new releases then? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. They're all for PS4. Uh, we have, first off, Arslan, the Warriors of Legend. <laughs> this is from Tecmo Koei. Oh, it then we're probably going to get a review copy of it. Fifty nine ninety nine. Okay. Uh, anybody pre-ordering it from Amazon will receive the new original scenario, Battle for the Title, for free mode. Hmm. You know there's uh, a, a demo for Arslan. Yeah? Yeah. Um, download via the PlayStation Network on January 12th, 2016. Mm, game comes out on... Oh, January 12th. Okay. <laughs> uh, the game comes out on February 9th, 2016. Yeah. That's what this says. Yeah. yeah. That's the last PR. Anything I have for that is from December 3rd. Wow. Originally written as a novella in the late 1980s. <clears throat> uh, it has been adopted to manga and anime numerous times, with the most prominent being 2013 release of the manga series by famed illustrator Hiromu Arakawa. Uh, the creator of Full Metal Alchemist. Hmm. Very cool. Wow, actually, this sounds interesting. Hmm. I'll know where to send it. Uh, It reaches emotional maturity while the series also tackles underlying issues of slavery, religious fanaticism, betrayal, and humanity. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. This does sound interesting. Like I'll ever get the chance to sit down and go through something like that. But yeah. And it's got a really cool art style. I mean, it looks like an anime. It just Hmm. looks straight up like an anime. So that's pretty cool. All right. So that's $59.99. Then we've got some interesting stuff uh, here. Some digital games. All right. Becoming physical games. Ooh, yeah, I see that. Gianna Sisters Twisted Dreams Director's Cut for the PlayStation 4 is $19.99. All right. Combines uh, Twisted Dreams and Rise of the Overlord in one superb package. That's pretty cool. All right. Yeah. Then we have The Last Tinker City of Colors, uh, which Keith reviewed. Uh, like two years ago, a year ago? It's been a while. Yeah, it was, it's been out for a while. It's been a while. Uh, now it's physical. Um, so that is awesome. I would, oh, wow. And I forgot. Yeah. Discount for Amazon Prime. It's fifteen ninety nine. If, if you pre-order it. Pre-order it. Yeah, so get on that shit. $19.99, yeah. All right. And then we have more... Digital coming to physical. Nice. All of them package. Assassin's Creed Chronicles, which were the three side scrollers, the ones uh, uh, China, India, and Russia. 
Um, so that's all in one package. The Vita version isn't coming until April, apparently. Yeah, something like that. I remember hearing uh, something about that. So April 5th. And this one is $29.99, $23.99 if you're Amazon Prime. And order <laughs> Don't forget to order it with our link. Link. And then Dying Light, the following enhanced edition. Yeah. This is crazy that it's apparently big enough to charge full price for it. Well, it includes Dying Light. Yeah. Be the Zombie. Ultimate oh, that's survival right. Bundle. Yeah. The Bozak Horde. Dying Light, the following. It's like everything. All <clears> over. <throat> it's the game and everything. All yeah. Around. They wanted to send us early code, but there's no way I could handle that. Uh, with me moving and everything, and I just said, nah, we'll just do the regular review code when it comes out. And this one uh, is $59.99 or $47.99 if you're Amazon Prime. Use that Amazon affiliate link. link. <laughs> so, you know. <clears throat> Shameless. Pre-order. Uh, yeah, February 9th. And that is not everything. Uh, because we also have Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm 4. Aw, snap. And this was one of the other games I played a little bit at that thing last year. Cool. Uh, in New York. Uh, fighting game. Crazy, wild-looking fighting game. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how this thing looks. Um, that one is also fifty nine ninety nine or forty seven ninety nine. If you get it through Amazon Prime pre order, <laughs> use the link. <laughs> yes. Um, do you? I mean, do you think that, especially GameSpot or GameStop, is worried at this point? Because I would be. <laughs> I mean. That big of a percentage off a game if you pre-order it from Amazon, why would you, unless you don't have a credit card, that's about the only thing I can think of, there is no reason that you don't, or, or if you like going uh, to midnight releases. But you have to pay for Amazon Prime But on top of that. <laughs> what you're paying for Amazon Prime works out so well at the end of the day, especially because now you get the video service, you get all this other stuff. I mean, it, it pays itself off in spades for me. It does, but there are also, I think a lot of the people that go to GameStop are younger people yeah. who don't have 100 whatever to drop on Amazon Prime per year and then get enough out of it, you know? Who want to trade in a, P- a brand new PS4 that's never been touched, 30 games, and uh, two extra controllers for 50 bucks from GameStop. <laughs> no, actually, I think they give you a, like a decent amount towards the other console. Yeah. If you if you trade in the Xbox, you get a hundred bucks plus whatever towards <laughs> the other consoles, or you know they they were doing some kind of crazy deal. They were. Well, no, they were doing it for all three systems, though. Did yeah. you see that one where you could get all three systems for it was like nine hundred bucks or something? Hmm. But they were all you know used systems. But that was yeah. crazy. Yeah, I'd be worried. So. Well, yeah, I mean, but they're they're used uh, people. Well, I'm not saying that they're gonna that this is gonna steal all their business away, but no. it's got to be a noticeable chunk. Well, it's it has to be a noticeable chunk for all of them, for Best Buy, for Target, for yeah. for Walmart, for everybody at this point. That suddenly, twenty percent off every 
video game pre-order. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. I I saw that. My my jaw just dropped. I, I was looking for the date to see if it was April 1st. I mean, it, that, that's huge. Yeah. Yep. So that's the end of uh, new releases. Nice. And onward. Onward and upward and maybe a little sideways. Uh, first up, big announcement uh, from our friends at Insomniac Games. They announced a new title called Song of the Deep, uh, which obviously takes place under the sea. Uh, looks under the sea. Under the sea. Uh, looks like it's going to be, or apparently it's kind of a Metroidvania type game. Uh, they haven't really shown too much on it yet, except that you're driving around at least partially in like a little submersible vehicle. Uh, what's more interesting about this though is, and, and we don't have it in our story, but I think that it's going to be like either fourteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine, but it's published by GameStop. And because of that, they're offering physical copies if you pick it up at GameStop. So there's Which one way that they're do. trying to combat Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's exclusive. The physical is exclusive to GameStop. Well, yeah, because so they're publishing. That's I'm going to get that. Yeah, me too. Me too. So I finally have to give some money to GameStop. Uh, but it's going to be available for PlayStation 4 and also Xbox Live uh, coming out in the summer. So it sounds like it's pretty far along already and finally decided to announce it for PAX South. Very exciting, though. Looks like a cool game and looks pretty different than what uh, Insomniac's really done in the past, at least the recent past. That's cool. Yeah, it looks fun. I hope it does well. I mean, they Me the, a lot of their games recently have not been big well, sellers, which worries me. Yeah, I mean, Sunset Overdrive, I think... They were trying. Microsoft really wanted to use is kind of a you know, hey, we got Insomniac, one of the biggest developers yeah. on the PlayStation, and <clears throat> the game did pretty well critically. Um, I still think it's one of the better games on the system for the exclusives, but uh, from what it sounds like, their their sales fell well under what they projected, and I'm sure they're yeah. pretty pissed off about that. And then the the other one, the four player, oh, Fuse, yeah, Fuse that just kind of. Fizzled. Fizzled, yeah. Unfortunately. Um, and it worries me because I love Insomniac and I don't know. I just, I get worried when I see stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, that they need a nice big hit and Ratchet should be well received on the PS4. There's no way um, it can't because it's so good. It's, it is. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it looks amazing and and the funny thing is you know they had they had <clears throat> distribution issues for the movie so they had to move the game back so they could have them kind of coincide and that just gave the developers even longer to work on it and they're like hey you know that section that we just have in the background let's make that playable yeah yeah so cool so and and i like that because it's it's kind of a reimagining of the original game so for all those people you know, all those new PlayStation people yeah. that have come straight to the PS4, this is perfect. You know, they, they get to see what Ratchet and Clank is about, and they're not going to be confused because there are 10 games into the series at this point. Right. This is kind of a kind of a redo for everybody. So they get to see it, like, right from the start, which is really, really cool. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm, I mean, it's been so long even that I don't remember the first game that much. So just being able to go back to the original story and see what's going on is exciting for me. Yeah, I I played the first game a lot, and 
again, I, I'm at that point where I'm like, I want to go back and, you know, cause the, the, I don't think it was four of them. It was three, maybe four that came out. They, they remastered them for the PS3 and all. Right. Right. And my plan was to play through them all. And that just kind of never happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I, I still would like to at some point, you Me know, too. maybe when the kids get a little bit older, we can sit there and we can play through them. It would actually be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really, Insomniac needs a hit or two. I, yeah. I really feel they do. Um, I just worry. So. I, yeah, I, I'm, I think they'll be all right. It should be, but I, well, I mean, part of this is you know they've got the the second studio in North Carolina, which are the ones that did uh, the remake for for Ratchet and Clank. But I think you know they're just testing the waters. They're trying to see what they can do because you know the, they're privately owned. They're not owned by Sony, like you know a, a Naughty Dog and and uh, uh, the infamous guys and everybody else. Uh, and I think you know they're trying to spread their wings as much as they can. But they did so much for Sony for so long that they're kind of new to the game, I think, in terms of dealing with other markets. Yeah. So, you know, dip your toes in. I mean, Sunset Overdrive is an IP that's owned by Microsoft and, and Insomniac are, were basically the contractor to do the game. You know, they don't own that IP. So, you know, I'm sure they're just testing the waters to see how things go and they'll go from there. And I don't blame them after what happened with Resistance 3. Yeah. Um... But it sounds like they still want to work with Sony and, you know, yeah. I'm not worried too much. But I do, I agree with you. I do hope this game does really well because it looks like a, a pretty fun time. Yeah. It's just when I see, you know, third-party developers, they're big developer, but they're not, like, EA, you know? I mean, they're a big developer, but I, I worry that <clears throat> they, they can't, can they handle a couple of a couple of I think they can. Mm-hmm. They seem to run their business pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I so, hope so they don't they don't throw these big lavish parties like Harmonix used to and <laughs> spend all their money. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And I think all they're right. doing all right. So on to PlayStation Plus uh for Indeed. February. Um for the PS4, we have Nom Nom Galaxy. Mm-hmm. which is awesome because I never bought it. <laughs> it's, you know, it's weird. It's probably one of the few games from, from those guys that I really don't like. And that's the thing. I, it was one of those ones where I looked at it and I have all the pixel junk games and I love all the pixel junk games. And I looked at this and I'm like, so super, super magnate. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Um, well, it's, I mean, it's like some other games you play, but they have their own twist on it. But uh, I thought it was a little confusing, but I just, it, 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 for me, and I'm not saying it's a bad game, just for me, it just didn't do anything for me. I don't know what it was. I think it looks fantastic. I actually use uh, one of their 1080p backgrounds for the background on my laptop for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, it didn't, it, it, it didn't really tickle my fancy very much. That's mm-hmm. all. There's that, and then uh, Helldivers, which is cross-buy for PS4, PS3, and Vita. Which was actually, at the time when they came out, was rumored to be the PlayStation Plus game back then. At the last minute, it it wasn't, and instead it was on uh, one of the spring sales. 
Mm-hmm. So it was this guy because I was like, wait, that was already a game or a PS Plus game. I'm like, no, it wasn't. And I had to go like search for it and find out what the hell went on. So that's a good game. Uh, then for the PS3, we have Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, which is awesome. That's another one that I'm like, yay, because I never bought that. Yeah, it's really uh, good. Grid Autosport, <clears throat> which the quote on our website is fantastic. Any sort of wow factor is sadly <laughs> lacking. Oh, Raj. <laughs> it's perfect. I think Grid's fun, but I agree with him. Uh, anytime it got up to that point, it just kind of fell short. Yeah. Uh, then for the Vita, a game that is also crossed by PS3, PS4, and Vita, uh, Nova 111. Hmm. And Lemmings Touch. Oh, wow. I never bought that. Yeah. Interesting. So there we go. Cool. All right. Moving right along. Yes. What we're playing and watching. Um, well, I can. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I turned on my Vita because I was trying to sort things and make sure I downloaded plus games and stuff like that. And my 64 gig card, poof. Oh, that like happened dead. to me once. No, like dead. Like dead, dead? The Vita does not recognize that there is even a card in there. Oh. And I thought, well, maybe there's something wrong there. And I took it and I put it in the PlayStation TV. The PlayStation TV does not even recognize that there is a card in there. Oh, no. Dead. Clean the contacts with uh, rubbing alcohol just in yeah. case. No, it is dead. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So there's that. Uh, so that was my Vita experience this past week. <laughs> well, it's a good thing that Sony didn't like force you into some, you know, uh, Sony-only format. You can just go buy any car. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so that happened. Um, and... I don't know when we did this. Maybe we did this two weeks ago. We played a little Lego Dimensions. Um, All right. uh, And Mason was, you know, um, I pull out the characters and stuff like that. I'm like, who do you want to be? Where are we going? What are we going to do? That is kind of the fun of that one, that we can just, you know, pick a a place or a, a character or whatever and dive into that sure um so that was kind of fun for a little while we played that hey uh, i i I just got an email saying that your copy of gravity rush remastered is shipped yay i got josh a little present um and yeah because i spent literally the entire day on saturday writing up the golden minecarts post um I turned on Skylander Superchargers for about 10 minutes. <laughs> um, I went in and did one of the races, one of the Sky races. Okay. Because um, I haven't played that in a while, and I'm like, I, I want to finish up the story on it, and I want to you know, play some more of it. It's fun, and it's got me in that, that itch where I'm like, I want to go back and play all the other Skylanders games. Oh, jeez. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's yeah. Time time is a problem here. I need Yeah. I don't even I need, have two kids and I'm having that problem. 
I need Stephen Hawking to do something here and, <laughs> and fix time in a way that we can just do some better stuff. Actually, did you see? I don't know if I retweeted it. I think I did. Um, Stephen Hawking and Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah. They played, uh, uh, oh, what was it called? Quantum Chess. Quantum Chess. Holy crap. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I haven't watched it yet. I've only seen that it was out there. Oh, I, I, I'm watching it. And, you know, at first I'm like, all right, this is pretty, you know, high level stuff. Yeah. You know, and it might go over some people's heads. But, but then there were, there were so many funny things in there. And there's just even an amazing cameo, which I lost it when I saw the cameo nice. and how it all fit in and everything. It's it's really really good. Nice. It's it's like thirteen minutes long, but it's worth it's worth the the entire watch. It gets funnier as it goes. That's the best part of it. And Stephen Hawking, he, he he's he's just a freaking man. He is. <laughs> he he loves joking and he loves doing stuff like this, just goofy shit like this. Like every time he appeared on The Simpsons, on Futurama, and all that. It was actually him. It wasn't like they just got like a voice module and pretended it was him. It was him. Yeah. Actually doing that. Oh yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> and that's what I love about him. He's just he's so much fun. So yeah. I, yeah. It's it's I want to watch it. I just haven't had time yet. Yeah, and there's a movie that I have to watch because it was sent here. Um Sociopathia. You get all these Crazy shit, man. Uh, <laughs> yes, I do. Um, I can't find the paper on it, but I can tell you it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's quite the cover. Yes, it is. Introverted it looks- and peculiar, Mara spends her times or her days fabricating props for movies, but her reclusive persona conceals an internal wrath. Terrified of being alone. Mara refuses to let her lovers leave, sadistically murdering them and keeping their corpses as living dollars. Oh, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it just looks freaky. I'm out. Yeah, and, and the cool thing is, like, the special features, there's a black and white version of it on Ooh. the disc, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. 86 minutes. Um... Actually, it's IMDb rating is 6.8. That's not bad. Oh, wait. I found the paper. Okay. Here it is. Is this it? Yes, this is it. Okay. Wow. Uh, ooh. Comes out February 9th. All right. DVD, video, video on demand, and digital. God. Um, and it is... Is there a price on it? And it was theatrically price. released, uh, limited release, November 19th of 2015. Hmm. Hmm. No, it doesn't. I don't have a price here. Let me take a quick, quick stab on Amazon. Nineteen ninety-eight. All right, pre-order on Amazon. Yes. So, uh, I'm going to watch it sometime this week. I swear. And Better you than me. I'm, and if I'm not curled up in a ball weeping, I will discuss it next week. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
Josh, you there? <laughs> All I can hear is you sucking your thumb. <laughs> make the make the voices go away. Yeah, it it just looks so freaky. Uh, all right yeah nope. that's all for you that's all yeah oh, i really okay. didn't get a chance to do anything because <clears throat> i was i did a lot in little spurts mine because mine carts and new logos for the website yeah but well so i was i'm catching up on my reviews backlog poor josh yeah that's right yeah that was the other thing i was doing yeah all the reviews plus all the reviews for winners of the golden mine carts that are now sitting waiting because I wasn't going to publish them right. until after the podcast <clears throat> releases and a couple days after the podcast releases they'll start to come. Right. So it's not spoilers like, oh shit, why did all these all these like, <laughs> well, old reviews suddenly go up? Around the other, yeah, I was getting shit today for uh, the God of War 3 remastered one that went up. I'm like, honestly, I thought it was posted. I didn't, I didn't realize it wasn't because I thought I'd actually done it. But yeah, yeah. so... That's all. That's the part of the backlog. Um, <clears throat> before we start, though, I don't know if you saw, they released a trailer for the new season of Archer, and it's being called Archer PI. <laughs> and the trailer is done exactly to the beginning of Magnum PI, including the mustache. Oh, that's hilarious. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Archer. So played some, not enough, in my opinion, of the beta for The Division. Uh, streamed a little bit on Saturday morning, I think it was. Um, I, I, it's better than I thought it'd be. Uh, I see a lot of people making comparisons to Destiny, though, and I really don't understand it. Uh, you know, you, you, you have the little missions here and there like you do in Destiny, but Christ, I, can, I could give you a list of games like that. You know, a lot of MMO stuff, and that's... To me, <clears throat> this leans more MMO-ish than Destiny does. Destiny, to me, is a shooter first, with a lot of RPG and, and MMO in the background of it. Um, <clears throat> this reminds me more of something like uh, Mass Effect, where you know every shot you take is a, is a dice roll, and, and you're seeing the hit points come off the character and that sort of thing. Um, but it, it's fun. It, it's really well done. Uh, it's all third-person. Uh, but played it for a few hours on Saturday, I think it was, and uh, I, visually, I think it looks fantastic. It's not that big letdown like the uh, the Watchdogs was. Uh, it it <laughs> it uh, it looks great and plays really well. Uh, pretty easy to understand. I thought the c- the controls are kind of complex at times, uh, like to switch over to a grenade or something like that. I think is like you have le- tap left on the D pad. But if you want to pull up the menu, you have to hold left in the D-pad and just... And the funny thing is, <clears throat> they give you, like, uh, uh, tool tips, you know, hints and everything. And most of the time when they show them to you in the beta, they're wrong. They're <laughs> like, oh, tap cross to do this. And you're, I'm sitting there tapping it like crazy. Nothing's happening. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. Um, but, no, I, I, I'm actually more excited for it than I have been in the past. I think the beta helped me understand a lot of things about the game and, and I see what it's, what it is. Uh, I didn't get to play it online at all with anybody. Um, but I know that, uh, I think Keith and Dave or somebody and Dave played it for a little while online and they, they said it was really cool. Um, and then I played a little bit and then I, well, so I played a little bit of Wolfenstein, the old blood, cause I realized I don't have a re- written review for that. Yeah. <clears throat> and the funny thing is I forgot that I live streamed the entire game. So the entire replay is up on our YouTube channel. 
So instead of playing through it again, I started playing. I'm like, wait a second. Didn't I live stream this? I went and looked I'm like, oh, I did. So I went through and started watching it just so I could do that. Jeez. No, but it's great because I'm making comments about things I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to put that in the review. Oh, yeah. So it was actually kind of funny. Uh, so doing that and then, uh, you know, obviously played more Rocket League. Uh, Rock was here over the weekend so we could go to Royal Tokyo on Saturday night here in town because <clears throat> I'm still home and. Played some Rocket League, but uh, it was... F- so, uh, Chaz needed... S- you think my reviews are late. Chaz needed some screenshots <laughs> for Far Cry 2 on the PS3. Well, but that wasn't from the PS... It was <laughs> when he was... They were all re-released digitally, I think. So he was like, oh yeah, let me let me do the whole Far Cry. Let me review them all. And he, he wrote that one up. I edited the whole thing, and yeah. he's like, I need the screenshots. And because it was a PS3, and because he didn't have... He doesn't have a capture device. He doesn't have a capture device. He's like, I need somebody to get me the screenshots. And everybody was like, I can do it, I can do it. And then nobody did it, and then it just kind of fell by the wayside. I think it was because nobody said anything to me at the end of the day. I'm like, oh, all right. And then, so I got on Saturday and, and grabbed the screenshots for him. I was playing Far Cry 2 for a while, which... It wasn't a bad game at the time, but man, the AI, I remember bitching about this specifically, and I think that's why I stopped playing it finally, because the AI was still so simplified that if one saw you, all of a sudden you had 30 on you. Like, they would drive in from other states to take you down. You know, it was it was nuts. Yeah. <clears throat> so I played it for like an hour, though. Uh, and then because I had the PS3 on, played some supersonic acrobatic rocket power battle cars, and there huh. are still people playing it. Sure. So we got into a match, and Rock had never played it. And he pl- he's a master in Rocket League right now. He's over level 50 right now. So I said, here, here's the controller. Mm-hmm. Oh, are we spoiled in Rocket League? <clears throat> uh, I mean, it's still a cool game, but uh, like if you use the camera, the, the ball cam, the one that tracks the ball, it's real soft. So when you turn, it actually kind of bounces back a little bit. And if the ball goes too high, it won't even track it above you. Um, and if it does go real high, though, at a certain azimuth, the the camera will actually go underneath the floor. Mm. And just, it was crazy. Like, the, even the feel of it was way different because it runs at 30 frames. And um, <laughs> it was weird. So, But we played a few matches, did all right, actually. But <laughs> when you're used to how Rocket League plays so much, going into that was just nuts. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. It was it was a fun time to go back and take a look at it and, and see how spoiled we really are with Rocket League and how tight that game is. Um, played some more World of Tanks. Having a really good time with that. Haven't really gotten a chance to play too much just because of uh, the backlog and also trying to get some stuff packed here, uh, which isn't going too well. <clears throat> but apparently we're having the Blizzard Apocalypse tomorrow. So mm. even though it's going to be nowhere near what the East Coast got, but... Well, that's okay, because tomorrow it's supposed to be 61 degrees here. Well, it was real warm here today. Everything's kind of actually. melting. But tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow we're getting, they're saying between 7 and 12 inches in a couple of hours. Mm. So it's going to hit us really hard, apparently. Uh, and then <clears throat> a game that I, I was really interested in. We never got it for review, uh, which is okay. Uh, but I was interested in it. I kept seeing some PR stuff on it and some trailers. And so I picked it up today, and it's called The Deadly Tower of Monsters. And the whole game is kind of played from this three-fourths overhead perspective, but the camera does shift at times. But it's it's like an old B-movie, like a space movie. 
So like the main character's got this big glass bubble on his head. That sort of thing. And it's made to be if you're watching a remastered DVD. So there's a director's commentary playing the entire time you're playing the game. <laughs> it's so like when these dinosaurs come out at you, like you're supposed to be on some weird Martian planet. All of a sudden dinosaurs come out at you. And the director starts saying, oh yeah, we, we did this with all, we were trying to do stop motion and it just kind of looks really weird. So the dinosaurs actually move around like they're stop motion. That's funny. And then like these bats come out at you and you can see the strings holding them up. <laughs> and he brings it up. He's like, yeah, they said that we wouldn't see the strings, but I can see them. <laughs> I, I think I like this. <laughs> it's, dude, I played it right before we, we recorded tonight and I kept playing it. I'm like, shit, I got to get off. And it's, it's really cool. I, the frame rate's a little wonky. Uh, I mean, it's not smooth, so it was at times it got kind of annoying. <clears throat> but it's a fun game, man. And, and it, I mean, it's totally tongue in cheek. Great visuals, actually, and and I just love what they did with it. Like, there's this one part where you get to this like humongous gorilla, kind of like King Kong, and he comes up and grabs the main character because then another character is introduced. So he grabs the main character, and all of a sudden you look after the camera switches, and the gorilla is holding, like, a doll <laughs> of the character. And he's like, yeah, we wanted to spend more money on the doll, but they wouldn't let us do it. And it, it, it's so obvious. But it's, it's really cool. So I played, like, an hour of it, and it's really neat. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. It just, I don't know. I love the aesthetic, and I just, it, it plays great. It really does play really well. So I'm gonna keep playing it. It's it's fun. It's like ten. Or it's not that much because it's on sale for plus right now too. So mm. it's like ten bucks or something. Mm. Here, let me see if I have my receipt still. Um, no, I don't. Okay. Uh, let's see here. And then <clears throat> played some more Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, partly because of the review, but also wanted to play some more. I just wanted to get some time in because another patch has come out. And it does seem like it's working better, but we didn't have five friends to try that night, so it was just uh, Stoffnader, myself, again, and three uh, randoms playing. So we never had the problem when it was only two of us. Uh, but we, we had a really good time with it. We were, we were doing really well, and then we had a matchmaking problem, and it died, and we were like, ah, it's the end of the night anyway, so we're done. But um, yeah, it's, it, I, like, it, it sucks when I'm doing the review for it, and, and when I reviewed it on the podcast, and I had to give it such a low score, but you know, it came out broken for me. And it's a game I really want to play, and it's a game I really want to work, and I really want it to have some lasting power because it's that awesome five-on-five tactical shooter that we haven't had for a long time. And there's so many things that it does right. It's just that core mechanic for the online play that that's broken at times. So I'm hoping that they get it fixed, but yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to playing more of it. <clears throat> And then played some more Star Wars Battlefront, uh, really hoping that we get some new content soon. Um, just because, you know, you get into some of these modes that only have four maps in the rotation, and it starts getting old after a while. Uh, there's other rotations that have, I think, 11 maps in them, that, you know, but um, it'd be nice to get some more content, I think. Just in terms of variety for the maps and all that. And then I watched, uh, I went on a Batman kick last night. It was really weird. Uh, it was on HBO Go, and they have a ton of the Batman animated stuff. So I watched, and I have these on Blu-ray, which is so funny. I should have just gone and found those, I guess. But uh watched the Dark Knight Returns, part one and two. And I said it on Twitter last night. I said it wrong. But um, <clears throat> if you're interested in the new Batman versus Superman, 
you need to either read the books, but if you want to take less time to do all this, watch The Dark Knight Returns Part 1 and 2 because that is a major source for the Superman versus Batman movie. And then you'll see why I'm so upset because it's Batman when he's in his 50s. Uh, and they're trying to start a new universe with an old Batman. So that's where I have a problem with it. One of the many problems. Uh, but it's fantastic. It's Frank Miller. Uh, wrote the original book. It's a great story. Uh, the two parts actually... Uh, like a, a chapter really does end at the end of the first one into the second one. And, and uh, they're two pretty unique stories, even though they're they're melded together. Uh, and there's some great cameos in it. There's some great uh, kind of Justice League tie-ins, uh, especially toward the last half. And uh, <clears throat> very well voiced and everything else, too. And then uh, Batman Year One, which is uh, another great book that literally is the first year that Batman puts the cowl on and, and uh, uh, hits Gotham City. And Jim Gordon gets to, Bat- or to Gotham around the same time in, in this storyline. Yeah, uh, it's, it's fantastic. And uh, so the guy that plays Jim Gordon in Gotham voices Batman and, and Bruce Wayne in this. <laughs> And uh, Jim Gordon is voiced by Brian Cranston. Yeah. And there's a, a lot of great uh, voice work in this one as well. A little bit more of a stilted story because uh, it actually goes through like calendar dates and everything else to show what's going on. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. I love the animation in, in uh, year one. Uh, and then another one, it was uh, like a Superman and Batman movie. I don't remember which one. There's, there's two of them now. But uh, it was pretty good too. And actually Kevin Conroy... Uh, voiced Batman in it, and, and there's a lot of big voices in that one as well. Um, but there's one other one I got to watch, but I ran out of time last night. <clears throat> but yeah, it was just it was great, man. I was just on a Batman kick last night because um, I was really tired. <laughs> well, that's funny. That reminded me. Um, Disney said, uh, "We're just we can see making Star Wars and Marvel movies forever." Yeah. Like they're just going to do it every year forever, essentially, yeah. <laughs> because th- there's the Marvel universe, especially, is so rich. There's so many characters. There's so much they can do with it. And I was thinking about it. I thought, you know, they'll go X number of years, and then they'll reboot with new characters and blah blah blah. But then I really thought more about it, and you know, like new actors playing um, Tony Stark and all that. Right. But then I thought more about it. I thought, well, why even bother? You know, the the Marvel Universe is so big that they could go deeper into some of this stuff, you know, just and they they would always said when they started this and and they followed up on it. They said, when you are cast in a Marvel movie, TV show, whatever, Marvel property. Right. You are that character. Right. Period. But right. They, they don't. Unless, <laughs> except for the Hulk. <laughs> well, no, unless, but, but the Hulk wasn't theirs initially. I know. Um, but unless you're Rhodey and you fuck around with them, and yeah, and, 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 and you, think you can you can take the same salary as everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Um, but essentially, yeah, you you get that character and you own that character. That's yours, you know. And and I thought about that. And I thought, what would be amazing is if they really keep doing this, you know, and essentially keep this stuff going. But they literally keep the same characters. So even if Robert Downey Jr. doesn't do another Iron Man for, say, 20 years. Yeah. And then they bring him back as Iron Man, like old Iron Man, old Tony Stark in 20 years. Yeah. Him and Chris Evans. And, you know, you could you could still you could keep doing this like 
15, 20 years from now, you can have them come back and they're, they're mentoring, you know, the younger generation of, which is what happens in Marvel Avengers. Yes, exactly. So if they do this right and holy shit, would that be amazing? (laughs) Could you imagine if, if they just, yes, you own those characters. Those are the characters. You are the people that are playing them. Even 20 years from, you know, even if you say I'm done with this, I'm not going to be Tony Stark after, you know, Avengers three, I'm done. Great. And, you know, we don't do Iron Man and 10, 15, 20 years from now we say, well, we'd like to bring Iron Man back in. Here's how we want to write him in. Hey, Robert Downey Jr. You want to want to be in this? one? (laughs) That'd be cool. (laughs) It'd be amazing. Well, and did you hear what they're doing with uh, the Captain America comics right now, too? They're bringing the original cat back. Oh. So, I mean, that's, I don't this, know, I don't follow Marvel comics that much, but I know this, enough. This could be so amazing. <clears throat> I just wish F and DC could figure this stuff out. And yeah. it's so weird because yeah. DC does so well with TV, but don't get me down this road again. But, you know, what they're doing with this Batman Superman thing, it's just, I can't, I can't even fathom how bad this is going to be for true DC fans because they're going to try to jam so much into like two hours because they're, they're well, introducing the justice league, which is seven main characters. But to be <laughs> fair, everybody was complaining that how it, and, and I know they had a couple of standalone movies before it, but everybody was saying the Avengers is going to be a mess, There's but it wasn't no way you can get. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. No, it no, no, no. But that's the problem is Marvel did it right. They introduced the main characters separately, except for a couple of them. Yeah. But they I introduced know. the main characters separately and then brought it all together. DC's doing it backwards because they're rebooting all these series. So the only one that has anything to do with it is Man of Steel. Everything mm-hmm. else is all brand new. It's a new mm-hmm. Batman. It's a, it's Wonder Woman, Flash. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's so bad to do it this way. Maybe I, they have a way to do it. I don't have it's faith. Not- <laughs> and even the trailers I've seen, I just I just shake my head. Maybe they have a way to, to pull it off. Who knows? Yeah. Know when we see <clears throat> If you folks want to see a great story, <laughs> and- seriously, Dark Knight Returns, part one and two, buy them on Blu-ray, buy them digitally, whatever. Watch them on HBO Go if you have it. Such a better story than what you're going to see. So we can just about guarantee that you're going to hate it and I'm going to love it. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I'll still go see it because then I can bitch. Uh, it's kind of like... Yeah. But you'll it, see it, you'll hate it, and I'll come back and be like, oh my god, that was amazing. Uh, <laughs> but you also have to remember, like, literally, Batman is the only comics I ever read. I know. As a, as a kid all the way up, and it's a, it's a character I really uh, just always loved and, and uh, was so into. And... Uh, it just... <laughs> uh, there's so many things I want to say just from the trailers. <laughs> All right, let's take our break and we'll move on to the mine carts. All right. Take a break. We'll talk about around PS Nation and MGC, and then we'll get to the 2015 Golden Minecart Awards. We'll be right back.
are back. And uh, before we get to uh, the 2015 Golden Mine Card Award winners, we're going to do a couple things first. And uh, out of those, the first thing we're going to do is Around PS Nation. Uh, so, TGI Super Bowl Sunday. Because I think you should actually watch this instead of the 12-hour lead-up to the game. <sighs> I love seeing all the people in San Francisco that we know like that are just dreading this week. <clears throat> well, see, I don't get that because I, I figured out where the stadium is when we were flying into San Francisco. It's, yeah. it's in San Jose, essentially. Yeah. You're missing something, though. What? So on Market Street, where we right by where we stayed. Oh, that's where they're doing the whole they're thing. They're tearing all of the electrical lines down for all the can, all the buses that, and shit. Yeah. And they're they're creating this whole NFL experience on Market Street there. See that? Well, the, I get that they're doing it because it's San Francisco and it's the quote unquote San Francisco Forty ers Stadium, but the stadium is in freaking San Jose. I know. <laughs> but the, so and, well, it's even funnier because San Francisco is pretty much the one city. Where most of the people that live there don't give a shit about football. And they're all pissed off about it. So one of the things that's been happening is uh, they've been putting up these 50 years statues everywhere. Mm. And everybody, every one of them that they put up has been vandalized. <laughs> they redo the, the the words. So it's almost like anal bum cover or whatever they call it now. And it, it like they took a few of the... They, they, uh, somebody caught some pictures of uh, the crews loading the statues back into, into trucks because they were just getting vandalized constantly. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, think about it. They're spending probably millions of dollars to take all those electrical lines down, reroute all of their public transportation because most I, of it can't make it yeah. down there without the electrical lines. Well, but that's market. <clears throat> yeah, that's a major street yeah. in town. Yeah. And plus, I mean, remember how bad traffic was when we went to San Francisco? And now they're going to cut off Market Street? That's insane. Oh my God. It's yeah. So I, if I lived there, I would leave town for the week. There's no way I would want to be anywhere near that. Well, people are doing that. People are, you know, put their place up on Airbnb and stuff like that for like $15,000 for the week, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Anyway. So uh, for Keith, this week he will play something randomly selected by the PS Nation staff. Hmm. All the games suggested by the community. Okay. So the community should go and make suggestions on the forums in the gaming night section in the TGI Sunday thread. Mm. So he wants the community to pick the choices. No, he wants the community to suggest a bunch of games. Okay. And then out of those, he wants the staff, the staff to choose. staff will randomly select one. Hmm. Yes. Can we like stuff the ballot box with the community? randomly stuff the ballot box sure well no on the podcast can't we <laughs> stuff the battle uh, the ballot box here uh sure <laughs> I don't know. um so that is super bowl sunday actually you guys should make him play madden <laughs> oh my god well he, i'm sure he doesn't have it that's mail okay. him your copy now, what what he can do is he can do playstation now and he can play madden on the ps3 <laughs> It's probably no, not I bet on you there. that's not even on now. 
Well, then he can turn on the Xbox One that he doesn't have and get his <laughs> subscription to EA Access, which he doesn't have, and then just play. Actually, the new one, the most recent Madden, is going to be on EA Access in the vault because yeah. of Super Bowl 50. Yeah. So it will become. <laughs> so you too can be completely to trolled by the video game. For anybody who has, uh, who has that. Yeah. All right. Now, on to. The other thing I did all last week <laughs> with everybody writing these, um, a couple of reviews. Um, a couple. So where do we start? Uh, the Witness, I suppose. Yeah. Um, which was done by Keith? Yeah. Okay. A game I have and I haven't even booted up yet. Yeah. Okay, so... He's got his review up there, and he was he was worried about the score, and he was worried about what he was doing with it and everything, and everybody was giving this thing tens. So yeah, I'm waiting for the physical because I know there is a physical version coming. You can just pirate the PC version like everybody else in the universe. Yeah, yeah. it's it, he he said that it's it's getting so bad on the PC that like they're gonna have a hard time funding their next game and everything. But then he also said that the game is sold more in one month than the than uh, Braid sold in a year. So definitely conflicting messages there. Now, I thought what he said was it sold more in the first week than Braid, and it was on track to maybe sell as much or more in a year than Braid in a year, but he's not sure yet. No, I think the official word was on his Twitter. The first month, it's it's projected to sell more in the first month than Braid did in a year. Hmm. Well, then that changed because when it first came out, this he was saying the other thing. So, um, all right. Well, either way, it's good apparently, and it's deeper than people are realizing. People are apparently still finding things and being like, "Oh my gosh." It's it's like even deeper than we thought. <clears throat> yeah. Um, okay, and then my Lego Marvel Avengers uh, review went up. Dave's Gravity Crush Remastered review went up. Uh, Emra finally got the Towerfall Dark World expansion uh, <laughs> DLC review up. Yeah, I went through the uh, drafts, the review drafts we had. Yeah, and sent us a list. Because I did banners for all these things, the moment I put those drafts up, which was back when the game was assigned, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? May 12th, 2015, release date, Towerfall Dark World expansion. Jeez. Emra has to do this, and he did. He, he finally got it done. Everybody did that. Everybody's going back, and they're, they're getting done all their old reviews, um, <clears throat> including me. I have, I have a couple, but I was busy editing everybody else's and doing minecart stuff and blah, blah, blah. So sure. Mine are going up in the next week or two. Um, Tharsis went up, which is that crazy dice roll game uh, that I played at PlayStation Experience. Right. Um, where you're on a ship headed for Mars and you may end up with some cannibalism. If you might screw up, uh, some Sonic green going on. It's a pretty neat game. It's, it's one of those games where people seem to either really get it and enjoy it or they just hate it. Yeah. So, um, 
That was done by Matt. Uh, then we have Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege from Glenn. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront finally got a review. Yep. From Glenn. This is just stuff that I've reviewed on the podcast and I never got around to writing them. <laughs> yeah, God of War 3 Remastered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one up. Um, Atelier, Esha, and Logi plus Alchemist of the Dust Sky for PS Vita. Uh, that was Sandy. <clears throat> Operation Abyss, New Tokyo Legacy. That was one Andy forgot. <clears throat> that was funny because that was sitting in there. Uh, Operation Abyss, New Tokyo Legacy. That was sitting in there, and he had just forgotten about it. Yeah, and that <laughs> happens, too. Yeah, it happens. And I was like, um, I looked at that one. It was June 9th, and I was like, hey, did you well, ever finish E3. that game? <laughs> yeah. But I said, I was like, did you ever finish that game? He's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Because I just figured, okay, it's some crazy RPG. Maybe it was big, and it was taking a while, and... Th- then I realized, wait a second, June. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that's cool. I mean, that one's up. That is PlayStation TV compatible. That's a Vita game. Yeah. Uh, so that's awesome. And then MJC got Klaus up, <clears throat> which was the game that I sat with the Pretty much developers. saw the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much saw the whole thing. Um, and I was interested to see what... what uh, and see was going to say was, about that. It was funny too because you know you get to these puzzles that get really crazy tough, and he would get in our chat and he would like, oh, I just can't take this anymore. And he's like, I just got to take a night off. And then he would take some time off and he'd go back to it, and then he you know got farther along and farther along. So it was really interesting to see that's kind of that old school gameplay right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And by the way, I just found the tweet from Jonathan Blow. Uh, it's hard to talk about numbers without breaking NDAs, but The Witness is on track to sell more in a week than Braid sold in its first year. And Braid was an indie hit. I'll let you know if this officially happens, which is not to be, which is not to be too money oriented. It's just great that we'll able we'll be able to make the game uh, or be able to make the next game at a comparable budget level. Um, so yeah, I'm glad, I, I'm glad he, he seemed to get it. Um, yeah, I read and I want to talk to him a little bit about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to say anything. I almost said something that would have given a big thing away, so I'm not going to say anything. Um, but I still need to play it myself. So I still, I still need to get it, um, and then play it myself. Um, but at some point I will. Because uh, it's a it's a cool game, um, and I'm glad he liked it. I was I was worried. I was wondering, you know, was it just me? Was I just just too wrapped up in it, or, or what? But yeah, yeah, he he liked it. So that was- yeah, he did. Yeah, and and I've liked what I've played too. <clears throat> yeah, it seems to be getting pretty good uh, reviews. Um, so, also up on the website, the Extra Life raffle winners finally went up. Oh man, that was <laughs> that was a, a that was a crazy day. There's a list up there with all of that. Um, and that's pretty much it. Besides, you know, the new 
year 10 stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there we go. All right. You know, it's funny. We just got an acceptance speech while we're talking. <laughs> <clears throat> Perfect. <laughs> yep. I'm like, great timing. Was it the one I was expecting? No. Okay. No. It's one that I, it's one that I'm actually kind of surprised we even got. So, um, okay. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right. Are we ready? Is, is, Let's do it. Are we, uh, is everyone prepared? Oh wait, MGC. I got to talk about real quick. Cause I forgot last week. Uh, Mibus Gaming Classic. If you're planning on going, uh, number one, the Sheraton's already all sold out. Uh, but the hotel across the road, uh, they have a deal f- with them. And actually, Dave stayed there last year, and I think he said it was a pretty nice hotel. So uh, they've got a shuttle bus. You know, we've, we'll have people that can probably pick you up and stuff like that even. Um, but it's just right across the highway, uh, so it's not that far away. Um, but also for the Brewer game, <clears throat> uh, so we've got the bus going. The package right now is 60 bucks. Uh, the food's definitely going to be better than last year. <laughs> I had a long, long talk with them about that. Uh, so we'll have sandwiches and stuff when we get to the game. Uh, we're leaving the Brookfield at uh, Brookfield Sheraton at four o'clock on Friday to go to the game. The game's at seven o five. They're playing the Astros. Uh, we I think are down to eight tickets available. So I would jump on those if you're going to go to MGC uh, so you don't miss out. Uh, if we do run out like in the next week, um, we can even probably get some more tickets. So I think because I believe the bus can handle forty people pretty easily. So. Um, you know, if you're going to do that, I've been talking to uh, the MGC folks pretty much daily about this stuff, just keeping an eye on the numbers, and they are definitely going faster than last year. So uh, if you're in on that, what you have to do is when you go to MidwestGamingClassic.com to get your tickets, when you do the purchase, it'll take you to an option, uh, and the option will be there for the uh, Brewer Tailgate Party, um, and uh, you can get your tickets that way. Um, also, if you pre-order your tickets, you get them for cheaper anyway than buy them at the door. <clears throat> so... Uh, we're going to work something out like we did last year uh, so that we can get our uh, wristbands early because usually they, they do the uh, wristband pickup while we're at the game. Uh, so we're going to work that out so we can get the wristbands early and get all that taken care of as well. Uh, so, yeah, uh, but just just know that if you're planning on going, uh, do it sooner or later. It sounds like Andy's coming this year too. So Hanukkah's coming and Andy's coming. How about that? Interesting. That's pretty awesome. So, And I guess I'm not going to go. <clears throat> all right, then. Fuck you. Uh, so I just want to bring that up really quick. I forgot to mention it last week, but, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a really fun time this year. So it always is. It's always a good time. So, all right. Are your bodies prepared? Yes. Is everyone ready? Yes. I found, I found this right away. I didn't forget it like I did last year. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, the 2015 Golden Minecart Awards. Yes. that up a little bit yeah this just puts a smile on my face every time wait does it have I don't think it has what's his name talking though aww alright I'll cut her out there we go there's your theme song Josh I got my tuxedo on Uh, me too bow tie I actually learned it took me a week learned how to tie a bow tie I'm no clip ons for me. All right. So the uh, Golden Minecart Award 2015. Let me let me just throw something out here. <clears throat> um which I thought was pretty pretty crazy. Um 
the category with the least amount of votes mm-hmm. this year had one single vote less than last year's highest vote category. Wow. It's that kind of year. <laughs> Lots more people voted this year. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. That's always my concern. Like, I'm, I'm waiting for Josh to email me. We got five votes. Yeah, I, I, I've <clears throat> been watching it, and, and I can go back and I can look and I can see that there has been an increase year to year to year. And like I said, this year, every single category outperformed the highest vote getting category from last year. Wow. One, which was one vote less. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it was pretty impressive. I mean, it's great. And I love that the community jumped in and, and everybody, people definitely had some, uh, had some favorites here, yeah. Um, as you'll see as we go through this. So Very let's cool. Start out as we always do with the Vita, mm-hmm. the little system that could, <laughs> the Unless little system that won't die because it's so awesome. No, it won't die, but your 64 gig card might. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's insane, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's just I looked, flash memory. That's wow. I looked online and apparently it happens sometimes with the 64 gig cards. Like I'm, huh. this is not an uncommon occurrence apparently from some of the stuff. Great. Now you got me freaked out. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing I can do with it. It's not like I can send it back to somewhere or where, I mean, it probably came from Japan. Yeah. I think the, the ones that are on Amazon are actually an importer that's selling them. And that's the thing. I can't even be like, I mean, I haven't tried yet but I don't think I can call Sony support here and say, okay, my 64 gig memory card well, died. What do I do? And they'll go, you're what? We don't sell those in the U S. Uh, I think they do though. They don't. I thought they Not did. officially. They never sold these officially in the U S. Hmm. Everywhere you go, you look on eBay, you look on Amazon, you look anywhere. They're all coming from somebody in Japan. Okay. Yeah. I thought, I thought they had finally like, no, advertised it and stuff. Mm. All right. Not that I'm aware of. I mean, I, and not according to somebody from Sony PR that I was talking to about this last, uh, last summer. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause we were talking about our Vitas and I, I mentioned something about this and he, he, he was like, yeah, I had to import mine too. And well, the f- yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the one thing about them reorganizing like they did and we talked about last week is I think a lot of that shit's going to smooth out now. I hope so. Me too. <laughs> I think so. we're going to, I think it's going to work out really well for us just because uh, getting coverage for stuff that starts in Japan or starts in Europe, I think is going to go a lot smoother now. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. So, all right. First category of the night and this will set the tone, <laughs> I think. Uh, the first category for the night was the best action slash adventure game. All right. Action or adventure or action adventure game. Uh, on the Vita, the nominees are Broken Age, mm. Grim Fandango. Good game. PlayStation Plus February Darling Helldivers. <laughs> well, and Grim, Grim Fandango was a PlayStation Plus game this last month. 
Yes, but February. Uh, Hotline Miami 2, wrong number, and Shovel Knight. All right. And the winner is... This shit again. <laughs> oh, paper cut. Shit. Oh, hey. uh, Shovel Knight. Oh, wow. Nice. There we go. Well done, Shovel Knight. Well done. So uh, I did contact uh, Yacht Club Games, and uh, they are in a crunch time right now trying to work on some new content, and we're not able to send us a, an acceptance speech, unfortunately. Jerks. Yeah. <laughs> Tell ya. All right. Well, yeah, they won. Uh, Shovel Knight took 55% of the vote. <laughs> Holy crap. Yes. Um Grim Fandango, second place. Really? Well, percent of the vote. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Helldivers was third place with 11% of the vote. Mm. Second and third place were separated by six votes. Holy crap. Uh, first and second were separated by a lot more. <laughs> no kidding. 55% compared to 12%? Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> Fourth was Hotline Miami 2, wrong number, at 9% of the vote, and then Broken Age with 8%. Wow. So, yes. So congratulations, uh, Yacht Club Games and Shovel Knight, with our first winner of the night. Congrats. Now, on to the best RPG for the Vita. Um... You would think this would be impossible to narrow down. <laughs> no shit. It has become an RPG machine. It has. Um, but what we have here, um, is next year is going to be real interesting. Oh, yeah. But for this, this past year, for 2015, the nominees were Bastion, Dungeon Travelers 2, The Royal Library, and The Monster Seal. That's one game. <laughs> um, <laughs> The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel, Orishika Tainted Bloodlines, and Sword Art Online Lost Song. All right. And the winner is... Bastion! Nice! 67% 67% of the vote. Wow. <laughs> yeah. People seem to really latch onto a game or two here or there. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Hey, this is Greg Kasavin on behalf of Supergiant Games. Thanks so much to the PS Nation community for naming our game Bastion as the best RPG for the PS Vita in 2015. Bastion really took on a life of its own after its initial launch in 2011, and we're happy to still have a chance to work on it after all this time, bringing it to new platforms like the Vita, where we thought it would feel right at home. All of us who worked on the original are sticking together, and with any luck, we'll keep making games for a long time to come. We're grateful to everyone who's taken a chance on our games, as without you, we couldn't be doing what we love. Also, on behalf of the team, we'd like to thank our partners at Blitworks, who shouldered the heavy lifting to get the game working well on the Vita. Thanks again. So you said 67% of the vote. What was number two? That's a, that was a really good speech, actually. It was. Um, Sword Art Online Lost Song took second place. 
uh, at nine percent of the vote. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, and that was the thing. Like, I, I, I was, I, I was a little surprised, but not surprised. I mean, Bastion's a really good game, but Bastion is this little indie game, and it's going up against some pretty big, well-established franchises. You know? Yeah. I think and, one thing about Bastion, though, is that it was such a, a big hit on the Xbox, and it's it's a different type of RPG. It's it's yeah. it's definitely one that doesn't conform to a lot of the molds that are out there right now. Yeah. And you know those folks know how to tell a story. So it, it I've played a little bit of it. I'd like to play more, which is again odd for me that I want to continue on an RPG. But uh, it really is fantastic, and so is Transistor. Transistor. Really sucked me in, but I just got pulled away for reviews. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. So second place, Sword Art Online Lost Song with 9%. Jesus. Uh, third place, <sighs> The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel, also with 9%. Wow. One single vote <laughs> separating those two. <laughs> wow. So I see a pattern emerging here. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Uh, then fourth place was Orishika Tainted Bloodlines, pulling in 6% of the vote, mm. and Dungeon Travelers 2 at 4%. Wow. All right. All right. On to the next category, the best puzzle or platformer game, which we had to make clear. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, for the Vita. And the nominees are uh what? <laughs> but no, that's the winner. Oh shit. <laughs> Dude, okay. Uh, I only do this once a year. The nominees are <clears throat> Fat Princess, Piece of Cake, mm. Shovel Knight, Stealth Inc. 2, A Game of Clones, Super Meat Boy. And Super Time Force Ultra. Ooh, yeah. There's, I mean, this, there's, there's some good games. Some in this heavy category. hitters in there. Yes. And the winner is. Can I hit it now? Yes. <laughs> Shovel Knight. Holy cripes. Taking home number two. Number two of the night. Yeah. Okay, Shovel Knight. Uh, yeah, it it pulled in. Oh, I've got this wrong on my page. Okay. Oh. It pulled in 64% oh of the vote. God. For the best puzzle. Even over Super Time, Super Time Force Ultra and Super Meat Boy? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, 64% of the vote. I mean, I'll be um, honest. Out of those three, Shovel Knight's definitely my favorite out of those three. But yeah. holy cow. Yeah. So second place was uh, Super Meat Boy with 15%. Uh, third place was Fat Princess Piece of Cake with 10%. Hmm. Uh, then Stealth Inc. 2, A Game of Clones at 5%, and Super Time Force Ultra. Wow. 4%. Yeah. Because that game is really popular. Yep. 
See, what the, a surprise. <laughs> I mean, and I'm a big fan of Capybara. The only thing about Super Time Force Ultra is that the whole time-shifting thing it just gets on my nerves after a while. Because if I play a game like that, I just want a flat-out action game. And it's just not my play style. Mm-hmm. It's a game I can appreciate. But, yeah, I agree with Shovel Knight on that one, for sure. Yeah. Because that's a fantastic right. game. That scares me now, because... <laughs> I'm reading these off my posts, and I had the wrong percentage there. Now I'm like going back and forth between the polls and the posts. I'm making sure that I got everything right. I think it was just that one. I'm by the time I got to the end of the night, I, I like I said, I worked on this oh. fourteen hours or something ridiculous. Yeah, I, my eyes were just blurry. I was like half out of it. Like, what, oh, I don't doubt it. Um. Okay, so. Uh, our next category is the best cross-buy title Ooh. Uh, that is on the Vita. And, and and by the way, folks, yes, I emailed for acceptance speeches and stuff, but my old man brain, I don't remember most of these and I don't have a piece of paper in front of me. So when you hear me say something, it's actually genuine for the most part because I just don't, under, I don't remember most of these. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, Glenn had to know who the winners were. Um, yeah. He doesn't know any percentages or anything like that. Right. Yeah, I know none of that stuff. Okay, so for the best cross-buy, this, all these, uh, you're going to see a lot of overlap here. Um, the nominees are Broken Age, okay. Grim Fandango, mm-hmm. Helldivers, mm-hmm. Hotline Miami 2, wrong number. Shovel Knight, mm-hmm. and Super Time Force Ultra. Sounds very familiar. Yeah, this time we had six because it needed six. Yeah. We're, we're going to get that every now and then. Oh, uh, for the others so far, there were just a handful of write-ins and none of them were even close. Oh, okay. Um, to <clears throat> being, uh, Do to we being have six. any write-ins? I don't want to know the numbers or the names or anything, but, but do we have any write-ins that got... Yes. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, I will say for the best action adventure, the most mentioned, because there, there are some where there, you know, there were a lot of write-ins for something, but it didn't even come close to, like, the lowest percentage, so I didn't include it. Um, for action adventure, uh, Danganronpa, another episode, Ultra Despair Girls, was mm. mentioned. Um, for the best RPG, uh, the most mentioned was Citizens of Earth. Really? Yeah, which was that 2015 or was it 20? Yeah, it was cuz that's actually uh it was it was probably very early on because that's when I was back from Madison. Okay. And that's the game that I was streaming and my PS4 like just shut down on me. Yeah. And I thought my PS4 broke. So, and that was definitely at this house and that was after, yeah. So that was 2015. Uh so the best puzzle platformer there was nothing that was even you know, beyond like a single one or two votes. Oh, okay. Um, and now we're on a best cross by. Okay. All so right. the six of those and the winner is. <laughs> Holy crap. It's shovel night again. What? <laughs> and they're not even nice enough to send us an acceptance speech. I tell yep. you, I just, I think they could have spent a little bit of time on yeah. Shovel Knight, yeah. Apparently, our our community really has a thing for Shovel Knight. <laughs> we start calling it Jugger Knight. 
Yeah, 54% of the vote again. Wow. Shovel Knight just dominates. Dominates. Um, this was kind of a repeat of the best action adventure category. Uh, the five games were the same. Yeah. Uh, the main five games were the same, essentially. Um, yeah, so uh, our percentages here, uh, we ended up with uh, Shovel Knight at 54%. Uh, second place was Helldivers with 16%. Uh, yeah, third place was Grim Fandango with 13%. Yeah. Uh, then we had Hotline Miami 2, wrong number, at 7%. <laughs> Six votes back uh, in fifth place was Broken Age. Wow. And a big drop off down to Super Time Force Ultra. Wow, what happened with that game? Our community just doesn't like it, apparently. We're the the outsiders. We're the the dirty kids on the block. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, on to the last category for the Vita. All right. It'll be Game of the Year for the Vita. <laughs> Super Time Force Ultra. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> that um, would actually be really funny. That would. Um, Might happen. Was it even nominated? I don't remember. <laughs> it was not. So ah, well, there you go. Well, it could be a write-in. Okay. Uh, so our our nominees for Game of the Year on the Vita. The only thing that's beat Shovel Knight so far, Bastion. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Broken Age, Geometry Wars 3, Dimensions Evolved. Oh, which is really good on Vita. Uh, Grim Fandango, Helldivers, and Shovel Knight. All right. And the winner is... Super Time, no. Uh, yeah, it's Shovel Knight. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, if Shovel Knight had been able to fit into the RPG category, it would have swept. Probably would have won that one, too. Holy <laughs> Christ. Assume. Yeah, yeah. You guys are making it look like uh, not, the, the Vita does have no games. <laughs> it, it's crazy. So, uh, Shovel Knight, with that win, that ties Shovel Knight... Um, that that ties the record for the most golden mine carts won in a year. Wow. Uh and Shovel Knight is up for some other stuff down the line. So I'm uh, just putting it out there. Uh Destiny last year uh took four golden mine carts home. Yeah. And in the first Golden Minecart Awards in 2009, Uncharted 2 Among Thieves took wow. uh, four that's, Golden Minecarts. That's some company to be in. Exactly. So, can Shovel Knight break the record and get a fifth? Could. That's what we're here to find out, people. <laughs> Could. Okay, so let's go through the numbers here. Uh, for... The percentages, Shovel Knight took 54% of the vote again. 
people didn't just like this. They freaking loved it. They it dominated every category it was in. Yeah. Um, everything in the Vita was a blowout. Everything. So wow. people had their game and our community just jumped on that game, whatever it was. Um, second place at 10% of the vote. Yeah. Was Hell Divers. Um, third place at 8% was Bastion. Four votes back from that uh, was Grim Fandango at 7%. Uh, then there's a drop off to Broken Age at 5%. And yeah. Geometry Wars 3 at 4%. That's surprising because, man, they did a great job of Geometry Wars on there. Yeah. Um, again. But. I do play Shovel Knight a lot more than any of those other games. Yep. There were about 17 different write-ins <laughs> for this, <laughs> um, but they all just got a handful of votes each, so it was probably like one person per game that was like, I love this game, and, and was voting for it like crazy. <laughs> um, there were a couple that got you know a, a decent amount of votes. Um, the most mentioned... Uh, out of all those were uh, Orishika Tainted Bloodlines and Hotline Miami 2. Mm, okay. So, there's your Vita category. All right. On to PS3, which we had a little bit of a brush up about with some people saying that PS3 shouldn't even be in there anymore. Yeah. Because, <laughs> um, you know, nobody plays the PS3 anymore. Well, I'll tell you what, the first category in the PS3, the best puzzle slash platformer game, Okay, this was the one that got the least amount of votes out of the entire... Oh, maybe some people are right. Well, everybody was saying it's the sports. The sports got the least amount of votes. It did not. No, a lot of people play <laughs> sports games on, on consoles. Yes, but... Uh, that was part of the desktop. It's the same game every year now. Yeah. With, with the PS3. Yeah. Not necessarily. There are other games. Yeah. Yakuza 5. Games. No, other sports games. Oh. <clears throat> um, so, all right. Best puzzle slash platformer. Uh, puzzle or platformer. Uh, the nominees for the PS3 are King's Quest Chapter 1, A Night to Remember. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm all mixed up here. Uh, <laughs> I'm all mixed up. Uh, Chariot. Uh, Still Think 2, A Game of Clones, Back to Bed, and Siberia Collection. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I usually read those in alphabetical order, but I got all mixed up there. <laughs> uh, okay. And the winner is... Next year, I want a live drummer, by the way. I thought it was a live drummer. As far as you know. King's Quest, Chapter 1, A Night to Remember. That's why I screwed up. (laughs) Well, very cool. I still haven't played it. I have it. haven't played it. I want to. I've played about half the first chapter. I just haven't had the time. Um, But it's King's Quest. And, you know... Yeah. That's what I like. Um, so, <laughs> King's Quest 
uh, took the best puzzle platformer with 65% of the vote. Holy shit. So, yeah, as I said in the post, this it would appear, at least so far, that this year's theme is either Shovel Knight or Blowout. <laughs> so, <laughs> since Shovel Knight wasn't released on the PS3, we have to go for Blowout. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, so the runners-up, actually, close voting again. Oh, okay. Um, second place was Stealth Inc. to Game of Clones. Uh, that was at uh, 13%. Um, third place is Chariot at 7%. Three votes behind that at 6% was Siberia Collection. Okay. Six votes behind that was Back to Bed. Wow. 5%. So three, four, and five could have gone any which way. Jeez. Which, yeah. I mean, the, the votes are there. Um, the write-ins, nothing really close at all. Um, the most mentioned was Tesla Grad. Oh, yeah. God, those seem like they were out way before 2015. I know. Tesla Grad is, well, I think the problem with Chariot is that they had a hard time getting the word out for that one. Yeah, but it was on the Xbox before. Yeah, because I had seen it at GDC when I was out there in 2014, when uh, when they did that indie games thing at I, at the IGN offices, and I really liked what I played. And I'm like, where's the PlayStation version? Yeah, I don't know. It came along. Yeah, it did. And it's a neat game, especially if you have two players to play on the same couch. Yeah. Yeah. All right, on to the best fighting game on the PS3. All right. Which there are a lot. There were. Uh, the nominees are BlazBlue. <laughs> I know, because I like saying it that way. BlazBlue. Uh, Chrono Phantasma Extend. There's essentially a new one every year. Pretty much. Uh, and this one is Chrono Phantasma Extend. Uh, Dead or Alive 5 Last Round. There's a Dead or Alive 5 every year, apparently. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Dengeki Bunko Fighting Climax. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Xenoverse. All right. And J-Stars Victory versus Plus. All right. And the winner is... Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Nice. Yeah, it's I've actually played that game. Played it on PC first. Played the PS4 one at somebody's house one time, or PS3 one. It's an interesting game. Uh, how did that one do in voting? Because it's such a that one to me is so compartmentalized, or it just seems like it would be. I, I'm kind of surprised that one won. Well, what do you think? I think it's under 50%. Okay. And what do you think is in second place? J-Stars. Okay. Uh, wrong and wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Ball Xenoverse, 52%. That's close. Okay. So not, yeah, not too far off, but 52%. Uh, Dead or Alive 5 last round <sighs> was second place at 22%. 
I can't stand that series. <laughs> there, it's so. It's it, not a. It's, it's not just about, about boob you. physics. It's not even that good of fighting. It's the community. I know. We liked it. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think I think Ravi probably stuffed the vote uh, ballot box on that one. Blaze blue. He was stuffing something. Boobs. Uh, Blaze blue. Uh, Chrono Phantasma Extend took third place at eleven percent. Wow. Because I'd take Blaze Blue over Dead or Alive any day of the week. And bottom two, who do you think? I don't even remember what they are. <laughs> uh, there was uh, Dengeki Bunko and JSTAR's Victory versus Plus. I think JSTAR Victory has to be next. Yes. Yeah. That's 7%. And <clears throat> uh, the other one at 3%. Wow. So... Yeah, it's a it's a weird group of fighting games. Well, yeah, it it, it was kind of a weird year for him on on PS3, especially because um, yeah. it's it's kind of that that wave of the anime based ones coming back again. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you hear some of these names, you're like, the what now? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, congrats to them. Congratulations. Yeah. All right. Now on to the MLB, the show game of the, oh, I'm sorry, the, <laughs> the best sports game uh, for the PS3. Well, if, if history dictates. <laughs> yeah. Um, the nominees uh, in the best sports game for the PS3 are Madden NFL 16, mm-hmm. MLB 15, the show. See, I just like it's the only one with 15 in the title. Everything else has 16. <laughs> um, did, did you see they're changing it this year? It's, they're going back to MLB The Show 16. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm kind of happy about that. Um, the next one is uh, NBA 2K16. Okay. Uh, NHL 16 Legacy Edition. Uh-huh. And... Where they're, where they're actually telling you that it's pretty much just a roster update. Yeah. <laughs> right oh, in the they kind of had to at some point. They did that. They started doing that on the PS2 with the FIFA games. Yeah. Um, at the end there, they had to start calling them Legacy Edition. Uh, and Pro Evolution Soccer 2016. All right. Okay. And the winner is... Oh, do I even need to bother? It's MLB. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, this one. Uh, so we were supposed to get an acceptance speech for this, but Ramon is actually down in spring training right now, uh, scanning players, and so they didn't have anybody that could call in, but they let uh, us know. So, yeah, very yeah. cool. I mean, it, it, it is. It's still good on, on PS3. I have it here. I was actually playing it the, uh, about a week ago. Uh, actually, the disc is right here. I'm holding it in my hand at the moment. Uh, it's it's good on PS3. It's just obviously, you know, look at all the changes that are happening in the PS4 version, but there's a lot of people that don't have a PS4 yet, and it's a strong game on PlayStation 3 still. Yeah. So FIFA 10 won this category in the very first Golden Minecart Awards in 2009. I remember that. The next six years. I was years, mad. I'm like, oh, come on. The next six <laughs> years was MLB. Wow. <laughs> So I, it's going to be interesting to see if any game anywhere, it's going to have to be in the sports category, really. Well, um, I mean, at this point, though, on the PS3 and its life cycle, I just, 
but not the PS3. I'm saying like now the PS4 or whatever. Oh. That can any game run a streak like that, or is this just going to be it? That nobody is ever going to beat this streak six years running, maybe seven. A- Wait, do you honestly think we're going to be doing this for another seven years? No, actually, <laughs> it, this made me think. <clears throat> is it coming out on the PS3 next year? It is. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Okay, because all this, all the promotional stuff I saw just shows the PS4 version. Doesn't show Vita. Doesn't show PS3 at all. Yeah, uh, they just so they're doing weekly videos right now, uh, and they just started this week. And right on the video, it showed. Uh, actually, it shows PS4, PS3. It's not shown Vita yet, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be on Vita too. I hope so. Yeah. Oh no, no Vita this year. There's Ramon right there. Uh, a friend of ours, Jose Betancourt, asked, "No PSV Vita version this year." Ramon said, "Yep, no Vita." Ooh. Wow. Actually, I don't like that. I, <laughs> I would like rather have either. it on PS4 and Vita so that I could take it on the road. Yeah, that was the best I part of it. Not happy it was being able this. to take it with you and just transfer your save over wow. and keep going. I'm not happy about this. But at the same time, you know, this was Sony's edict in 2015 that no more first-party support for Vita, pretty much. Sucks. So I wonder if that came down from on high. That does suck. Oh, man. It must still sell pretty well on PS3, then. So, well, yeah, of course. I mean, there's 85, 90 million PS3s out there. Yeah. And only how many? 20, 30 million people have PS4s? Yeah, I think it's over 30 now. Well, just guessing. And, and Sony has said a lot of them are people that never owned a PlayStation before. So, right. I mean, do the math. There's a shitload of people that still have a PS3. Oh, yeah, definitely. Not a PS4. So, um, so what do you think the percentage was here? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say it was probably high. I mean, uh, I'll say 57%. (laughs) I feel like we're playing card sharks. This is awesome. (laughs) Higher or lower? (laughs) (laughs) It was higher. It was 69%. Oh, my God. (laughs) Where are all the Europeans, man? Football doesn't even have a place in there? Uh, was FIFA at least number two or or the other? FIFA wasn't in there. Pro Evolution. I mean, Pro Pro Evo. Um, so what do you think was number two? You know, we had, we had, let me it go couldn't through, have been NHL. Let me go through the list again. We had Madden, uh, NBA, NHL, and Pro Evo. What was number two? NBA. No. Then I'll say Pro Evo. Yes, partially. Well, <laughs> what is it, tie? <laughs> yes. Tied with? A Straight up tie, Madden. same exact number of votes. Tied with Madden. No, with NHL. Are you shitting me? I am not. Oh, come on. NHL and Pro Evo Soccer took second place together at 6% of the vote. Wow. <laughs> they tied. Straight up tie. Yeah. That's messed up. Um, so, uh, where is it? Uh, Madden. Mm-hmm. Would then be third, right? At five percent of the vote, right? Um, NBA Two K Sixteen was fourth. 
uh, at, where is it, 4% of the vote. Um, and really, <laughs> Madden was only four votes behind that really? tie in second place. I, wow. It, uh, it's so funny. I mean, so many people discount the PS3, I think, a little bit too much because yeah. of the juggernaut that the PS4 has been. But uh, you just don't think of it. But, I mean, a lot of people haven't made that move yet. Yeah, they haven't. Um, and then since we had that tie there, I went into the write-ins, and there was actually a write-in that, that pulled in 4% of the vote. Uh wasn't enough to to quite reach uh, the 4% that NBA 2K16 had. Was it a racing uh, game? It was. Was it WRC5? It was. Wow. Well done. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> See, I know things. There you go. Wow, I, did, I didn't know that. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. Um, yeah. And it was close. I mean, it, it narrowly missed overtaking NBA 2K16 for the four spot. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's, there you go. Uh, can't all right. I pulled that out of my ass. On to, now, now here in the stack <laughs> category, the best RPG on the PS3. Oh, this could be interesting. It could be. It could be. Uh, because the, the, the PS3, much like the Vita, is turning into an RPG machine. Yeah, well, it has been for a while, too. Yeah, um, but even more so, it's in that it's in that late stage of the life cycle, and you know they're coming along. Um, so the nominees for this category are Class of Heroes Two G, the Disgaea Triple Play Collection, the Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel. Okay. Lost Dimension mm-hmm. and Tales of Zestiria. Ah, okay. And the winner is Tales of Zestiria. Hey, this is Pearl Live from Bandai Namco Entertainment America. I'm the brand manager for Tales of Hysteria. Wow, this is so awesome. Thank you so much to everyone who voted for Tales of Hysteria for Best RPG of the Year. The Tales of Series is more than 20 years old, and we are so happy that it still brings so many people so much joy. We hope to be able to continue to bring super fun RPG experiences to you in the future, especially with the next Tales of game, Tales of Berseria. Thank you again for all your support. She turned it into an advertisement. That's I know Pearl. I didn't realize she had done that. Yeah. That's the so literally we got that right before, right when we went to break. That one showed up. <laughs> That's awesome. I have to well, I have to wait, but I have to I have to tweet her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I consider a I consider a DM. That's you funny. could if you want. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. That's that's cool. Yeah. Um Yeah, so in a category that's pretty stacked. This one actually had a write-in as well. No shit. Yeah. So, so it, it won as a write-in? No, 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 no. Oh, the category had a write-in. The that's category had a write-in. So, um, yeah. It I'm gonna... took third place, or fourth place. No I'm sorry, shit. Place. Yeah. So, Tales of Zestiria won. Uh, 
what do you think percentage wise roughly i'm gonna say there was a write-in 56 percent 61 wow all right yeah we're it's just blowout city this year oh, <laughs> it's shit. just freaking crazy uh so tales of Zysteria took first place with 61 percent of the vote um and this was one of the ones i saw um at, at the event and yeah. it is a cool game i i played it for a little while and i i liked it a lot um i love the look of it and just everything about it um second place hey, you don't remember all these games so no i'm not gonna second place, uh, <laughs> was the legend of heroes trails of cold steel at 13 percent wow so 61 and then 13 <laughs> shit. Um, third place was the disgaea triple play collection Okay. 11%. Then comes our write-in at 8%. What do you think that was? That Zonic game? Is that a PS3? No. That okay. was, um, and, and that's not a, an RPG. Oh, I don't know. I, I just remember someone bitching about it. <coughs> Andy. Well, th- this one's not really an RPG either. Oh, really? Uh, oh, Yakuza 5? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I think that whole thing with all of us talking about it, everybody was like, well, fuck that. I'm fuck that. We're writing this RPG. RPG. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I got 8% of the vote. <laughs> <laughs> you people are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I love our community. Yep. <laughs> Bunch of uh, trolls. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that overtook uh, Class of Heroes 2G and uh, Lost Dimension. Um, both had two percent of the vote, and one vote separated them. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so Lost Dimension could have leapfrogged Class of Heroes 2G, um, but for one vote. So, yeah. Holy crap. Craziness. I can't All right. I did that with Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't believe. So, I wasn't even around for that whole argument, but I went back and read some yeah. of it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, All right. So, on to the best compilation or remake on the PS3. All right. Okay. Um,. This is another one of those categories. I mean, all these categories, a lot of them have just, I, I, I feel that these categories are stacked with really good games. Yeah. Um, so this one, we had the Borderlands Triple Pack. Oh, okay. The Disgaea Triple Play Collection. Okay. Legend of K Anniversary. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. You reviewed that. That was the one. Yeah, the old PS2 game, which Cat yeah. and yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. Um, Resident Evil, the original, the HD remaster. Oh yeah, okay. Um, and Siberia Collection. Okay. So interestingly, um, besides, well, Borderlands and Disguise, Legend of K and Resident Evil and Siberia were all like PS2 and PS1. Right. Right. <laughs> Which got remakes and remasters on the PS3. Huh. Kind of, um, so there's your, there's your, uh, there's your nominees, and the winner is Resident Evil 
Resident Evil HD remake. Interesting. Interesting Crazy. to say the least. Now, how bad do you think the blowout was? <laughs> I might as well just say that every time. Well, I mean, the thing is, I think the packs are going to have a lot less, like the Disgaea one, because people already own them. You know what I mean? I think they're going to get less traction. Okay. Um, I'm The way you said it, I'm going to give it like 68%. Yeah. It was actually 55%. Oh, wow. Okay. The one time I go way up. Yeah. <clears throat> and interestingly, number two had a pretty pretty healthy percentage as well. Okay. So I think it was number two out of all those. What was this one again? Uh, Borderlands, Disgaea... Legend of K and Siberia. 28%. Uh, 25%. Ooh, so I was close. What was number two? Do you think? Uh, what was number two? I would say Borderlands. Yes. Yeah. Borderlands at number two. Uh, Disgaea Triple Play Collection at number three mm. with 10%. Uh, Siberia Collection, 4%. And Legend of K Anniversary, well, 2%. Aww. I, I mean, I think Siberia, I think that was kind of a, a niche uh, it, audience. It also didn't get a whole <laughs> lot of publicity. Right. Like the second one came out and then Siberia Complete came and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and I was tracking these things and I was like, that, wait, what, that? They're doing like, what? <laughs> because when we got the first one, I I dug in to see, you know, what had happened with this series and everything. And there was talk. I guess they were trying to see if these two did well enough. Yeah. They were going to do a third. Like a third was planned. Right. Um, I guess they didn't do well enough. I guess not. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about the third. I think it all just got dropped. So interesting, um, which is a shame because they're really cool, unique stories. And it is, but I, I mean, have they aged well enough? And that's my, I think that's where it's going to have some problems. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, uh, legend of K I think aged quite well, actually. Yeah. But you also said that it was a little spotty at times. At times. Yeah. But considering, I mean, it, it looked really good. Sure, considering sure. that it was a PS2 game from a developer in Germany that had hardly developed anything <laughs> besides like games you'd never heard of or little <laughs> weird games and then that one of those Dave Mira BMX right, right. I think for like the DS or something like that or Game Boy <laughs> Advance we're making it for N-Gage yeah it was crazy <clears throat> um, and then they come out with this which was actually Considering all the other stuff they made, this was a good game, and it just didn't do well enough, and they had to fold up shop. Right. After that. Aw. It's crazy, yeah. It's a crazy story behind that game. Yeah. But Resident Evil, the PS1 game, is back for a golden minecart in 2015. Wow. <laughs> I think it's just kind of funny um, in its own little way. Uh, all right. So we move on to the best new IP on the PS3, the best new property. Which I think this is probably the last year, <laughs> last year that we'll be able to do this category for PS3. Well, not necessarily. Well, 
I expect more continuations on PS3. Yeah, the thing is, like, I think, well, yeah, every single one of these was available on the PS4 as well. Right, right. And that's kind of why um, these these all came here. Uh, so the best newcomer, the nominees are Hell Divers, Back to Bed, Life is Strange, mm. Shovel Knight. Uh, and Ultratron. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the winner is... Please be Shovel Knight. Please be Shovel Knight. <laughs> Life is Strange. This doesn't surprise me at all, honestly, for yeah. how much love I see for this game everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And it's a game I, I've never played. I even with all even with like Shovel Knight, I, I kinda thought when I saw what was going on with Shovel Knight, I was like, uh did Shovel Knight win this one too? <laughs> um, it did not. Yeah. Life is strange dominated. Wow. This is the theme here. Over sixty percent? Sixty-two percent. Wow. Yes. I know Keith loves it. I mean, he yeah. he really really grabbed into that one. Sixty-two percent, and of course, second place was Shovel Knight. Oh, really? At eighteen percent. Yeah, I I wrote. Uh, it would appear that we finally found Shovel Knight's kryptonite, and it's a pair of teenage girls. <laughs> yes, well, that makes sense. <laughs> So yeah, eighteen um, percent. Uh, Hell Divers took third place with twelve percent. Ultratron at four percent. Yeah, Back to Bed took one percent. Unfortunately, that's crazy. Yeah, but isn't that on PS4 also? It is. Yeah, so maybe it just did better there. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, um, the write-ins. If I'm not mentioning the write-ins, it's because there was there was next to nothing for votes or it was just, you know, like a single vote for this game, a single vote for that game, whatever. Right. Right. So, um, yeah. Interesting. Uh, the next game, uh, next category, uh, we have is the best multiplayer game on the PlayStation three. Oh, okay. Uh, and the nominees are, Destiny, The Taken King, mm-hmm. Legendary Edition, Helldivers, The Jackbox Party Pack 2. Talk about a weird mix of games here. No kidding. Uh, Lego Dimensions, <laughs> <laughs> and Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. Really? Yes. All right. And the winner is oh come on with four wins last year it's destiny the taken king legendary edition (laughs) come on it was game of the year last year it was game of many things last year yeah um and actually um it's the same one of the same categories that Destiny took last year. Oh yeah, that's right. So, 
Um, and our Susan Lucci award uh, this year, it, it appears that Helldivers <laughs> is is requesting to be that title. I, I think Helldivers just got released too early in the because it was February of last year. Yeah. Uh, when it came out in 2015, and we see this happen every now and then, where a game comes out too early in the year and it, it gets forgotten. Yeah, that comes in uh, as runner-up here, uh, second place. Uh, so, Destiny of the Taken King, did I say the percentage? Uh, you did what not. Think, what do you think the percentage is? You know our community loves their Destiny. Yeah. But Destiny is kind of dying off right now. A lot of people are kind of upset about the lack of content lately. Well, apparently not enough to... <laughs> well, fine. 68%. <laughs> no. Uh, 54%. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've been hearing a lot of complaining lately, even from Dave. Dave hasn't played the game in like two weeks, apparently. Mm-hmm. Dave! Well, our second place, I told you it was Helldivers. Uh, yeah. What do you think their percentage is? Uh, 13%. 19%. Oh, wow. So- Actually pulled in a decent amount. That's of crazy because I would think out of the three platforms, that'd be the least played, but yeah. I'm always wrong. Okay. Um, then alphabetically, uh, we have left over Jackbox, uh, Lego, and Metal Gear Solid. What do you think was third place? <sighs> That's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... I really haven't heard too much about the multiplayer in Lego Dimensions. So I would think that's going to be fifth place. Uh, I would think you're wrong. Wow. Because, <laughs> well, then it's Jackbox has got to be fifth then. Because it's really good, but I don't think many people are playing it. No. See, all right. And this is the crazy thing. This was another one of those where it was <clears throat> third place is Jackbox. Uh, oh, wow. 9%. Five votes behind that. Eight percent was Lego Dimensions. Mm. Two votes behind that was Metal Gear Solid. Wow. Well, I mean, so, that, the only thing I keep hearing is that Metal Gear Solid, the new one online, isn't very good. Yeah. So that's kind of why I'm like, well, okay. So well. any of those that three through five could have gone any which way. Yeah. Um, one person voting one extra time per day could have switched any of those. Easily. Um, all right. Um, then we move on to the best family-friendly game on the PlayStation 3. <laughs> Destiny. Yeah. Uh, the nominees for this category are Disney Infinity 3.0. No surprise there. King's Quest Chapter 1, A Night to Remember. Lego Dimensions. Hmm. Never Alone, which was a surprise release in December on the PlayStation 3. Yeah, yeah, that came, came out of the nowhere. Uh, and Skylander Superchargers. Okay. Well, uh, so That's a stacked category. Yeah. All three Toys to Life games, uh, King's Quest Chapter 1, and Never Alone. Hmm. Yeah. And the winner is This one's this is a tough category. Disney Infinity 3.0 oh, 
I think that's all just because you talk about it every week and you've you've brainwashed everyone. Apparently. <laughs> uh, Interesting. How bad do you think it stomped the competition? <laughs> well, I mean, Skylanders and Lego Dimensions all seem to be pretty popular. Oh, yeah. And it's also... I think Skylanders is a little bit cheaper, isn't it? Uh, overall, overall, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna say it was under fifty percent. It was sixty nine. Jeez, man! <laughs> <clears throat> Companies are gonna start figuring this out and pay you to talk about their games every week <laughs> for the whole year. Apparently, um, yeah, people love their Disney's. Uh. So in this crazy stacked category, with them taking 69% of the vote, what do you think came in second place? What are the four again? Um, King's Quest, Lego Dimensions, Never Alone, Skylanders. Never Alone. Second place? Yeah. Uh, No. Okay, then it's Skylanders. No. What? (laughs) Huh. So that leaves you a 50-50 chance here. You got King's Quest and Lego Dimensions. Then Lego Dimensions. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so Lego Dimensions had wow. 12% of the vote. I think Sean was just uh, <laughs> voting every 12 hours and having all those other people vote for him, too. I, I think Sean just had a heart attack that Lego Dimensions didn't win. Yeah, that, too. Um, That's surprising. Yeah. Because, I so, mean... Skylanders yeah. has the biggest legacy. It does. You know, and, and when I go to friends' houses, I don't see Lego Dimension stuff, and I don't see Disney Infinity stuff. I see Skylanders stuff at all my friends' houses that have kids yep. that, that play these games. So yeah. that's really shocking to me. And the new one is really good. The, yeah, the yeah. The integration of the vehicles is actually really cool. Yeah, I played it. I have it. <clears throat> so... We have Disney Infinity, first place. Lego Dimensions, second place at 12%. What do you think came in third? Then it'll be Skylanders. Uh, no. Holy shit. <laughs> so uh, you're at King's Quest or Never Alone? Never Alone. Yeah. Because it's a teaching uh, game, too. That surprised me, though. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm weirdly proud of that, <laughs> but it, it kind of surprised me that that came in third. Yeah. It's Skylanders and King's Quest behind it. Um, huh. but that's really cool. Uh, so fourth place, uh, Skylanders. No, are you serious? Fourth place was King's Quest at 5% of the vote. Oh my Skylanders God. was fifth place at 2%. Whoa. Yeah. The end of an era. That was the biggest shock I had seen at up to this point. I was like, what the fuck? Wow. Wow. Yeah, that did not get the votes. Wow. <laughs> Big wow. <laughs> I was very, very shocked by that one. Um, so, yeah. So, congratulations to Disney Infinity. Fantastic game. I, I think what helped Disney, of course, is that it's Disney and Star Wars. And, yeah, you know. I mean, how could you lose with that? Disney and Star Wars, and you're bringing your kids into it, and yeah, you're going to go nuts, and you're going to have fun, so. Holy shit. Yeah. That um, one, that, that 
whole category surprises me. Yeah. Wow. All right. It's pretty crazy. Um. All right. On to the best action action adventure game for the PS3. Action or adventure game. Uh, <laughs> action slash adventure. Uh, the nominees are Life is Strange, Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain, Never Alone, Transformers Devastation, Ooh. and Yakuza Five. <laughs> mm. All right, I, I think I know what I would choose, but I don't think it's going to be that one. Interesting category, and the winner is... This is one of those that I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just imagining Hanukkah yelling at the podcast. Just say it already! Say it! Say it! it. No RPG could win this category, come on. (laughs) Alright, I'll say it. Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Wow, yeah, uh, Konami couldn't be bothered. Yeah, they <laughs> they they responded right away and said, "There's nobody can do this." I'm like, "Really? Yes. Nobody can make a 30 second phone call?" Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, Metal Gear Solid Five: The <laughs> Phantom Pain takes first place. Honestly, I didn't remember it until you said something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Or around where do you think the percentage fell? Well, I mean, just judging by the history of, of what we've gone through already, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 66%. No. Now, this one was probably one of the closer categories. Was it over 50? It was 50 exactly. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. So this took half the votes. <clears throat> Jeez. Half the votes were for Metal Gear Solid Five. All right. Life is Strange, Never Alone, Transformers, and Yakuza 5. What's second place? Boy, Life is Strange. A, it's going to be a knife in Hanukkah's heart if it's not Yakuza. I, I, I think it's Life is Strange and then Yakuza 5. Uh, I'll swap that. Yakuza 5 got second place? Yakuza 5 got second place oh, with hell yeah. 30, 34% of the vote. Whoa. Yeah. And, and it's well-deserved. I mean, yeah. it, it's man, absolutely such a good fucking game. Um, but yeah, you know, our no RPG was going to win this. Yeah, it it could have. I mean, thirty four percent to fifty percent. You know, that's the most dominant we've heard so far, though, in terms of second yeah. place to first place. Yeah, it is. It was the closest so far. <clears throat> wow. Um, Third place was Life is Strange. Here comes the drop-off, 8%. <laughs> uh, Transformers Devastation was fourth at 4%. Which, I kind of expected that one to do better, but there was some juggernaut stuff in front of it. Well, four votes behind that at 3% was uh, Never Alone. Right. Yeah. That was pretty stacked. Yeah, it was. Wow, that's crazy. Isn't it? <laughs> well, even funnier, if I think we would have gotten... An acceptance speech for Yakuza Five, <laughs> because I know the PR guy <laughs> with Konami. You don't even know who the shit you're talking to anymore. Well, <clears throat> Yakuza Five has a chance here. 
Yeah. Because the next category, the final category. God, you know what we should have done? I should have asked Kojima. Yeah. To accept it. Damn it. I'm yeah. sure they wouldn't have anyway. I, I really, I thought about that too. That would have been funny. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, for the final category on the PS3, the game of the year in our 2015 Golden Minecart Awards. Mm. The nominees are. I don't remember this one either. <laughs> Disney <laughs> Infinity 3.0. Life is Strange. Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. Hey, look, three winners. Wow. Shovel Knight. Hey, look, four winners. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. And Yakuza 5. One loser. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have a, Dick move. a pretty stacked category here. Indeed. And the winner is... Metal Gear Solid Five. Pain. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 And I, w- this, I wanted Yakuza there, but that's just me. Yeah, this was a close one, too. <clears throat> really? Yeah. Well, I mean, if the other one was 50%, let's say f- 52%. 48%. No direction. Yeah. Then Yakuza 5 was second? Yep. Uh, what did it have last time? 30? So let's say 32 then. 31. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. So, Disney, Life is Strange, and Shovel Knight, what do you think came in third? Disney. Nope. Shovel Knight? Nope. Really? (laughs) Yeah, Life is Strange took third at 10%. Well, that's not too shocking. Man, all five of those were strong, though. Yeah. Uh, Disney Infinity was fourth at 4%. Yeah. And then Shovel Knight. Everybody just loves Shovel Knight on the Vita, apparently. Apparently, yeah. Shovel Knight, I mean, Shovel Knight could have taken home six Jesus. golden mine carts. It was in six categories so far. And stuck on four. Come on, people. <laughs> somebody take five golden mine carts home. Jesus. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Um. So, well, I just like to thank Konami for not giving a crap about their game and pretty much flushing everything so they can do mobile games in 2016. Yeah. At least we won't have to worry about seeing them at uh, E3 and wondering if we're going to get an appointment with them or not. That's true. <laughs> um, with all of these, you know, I missed one. Uh, all these um, write-ins were, you know. Nothing even close, except for, well, no, that was still nothing close. But um, in the sports category, FIFA 16 was the most mentioned. Oh, really? Yeah. Even over Pro Evo? That's interesting, because... Well, no, no, no. It, was, it wasn't... Pro Evo was second place, but I'm saying... Oh, most okay. mentioned in the write-ins. Okay. Um, but WRC 5 took fifth place as a write-in. Wow. So. It's it was even behind that. That's crazy. Yeah. Huh. All right. So, <clears throat> so now we're on to the the only console that matters, right? Uh, apparently, yes. Yeah. 
Uh, we're <laughs> to PlayStation 4. And we start off with a brand new category this year. Mm. Um, because there were so many of these types of games, uh, we decided to throw this in here. And we were so taken by it all, we decided to throw one in that was in a beta until just after December <laughs> because everybody was playing it and it had been out for like eight years. And uh, yeah, I thought it had been released. Not, I didn't realize it was still in beta. Yeah. Like, everybody was like, Oh yeah, we all got world of tanks. So I, I, I just thought it was out. <laughs> I missed that. Um, so yeah. Well, uh, technically uh, in the library on your PS4, it never said beta. Yeah. So technically, I can I get why you can make that mistake. That's an easy easy mistake to make. Yes, um, especially for a game like we saw it at PlayStation Experience. It was yeah. it had been out for years <laughs> on the Xbox and and all that. It was just it it felt like it was out already. Sure. Uh, so the nominees are. Uh, and this is Dino- from, did you announce the category? Yes, best okay. free to play. <laughs> All I right. thought I did. Okay, uh, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> best free to play uh, for the PlayStation 4, our brand new category. Uh, the nominees are Dynasty Warriors 8 Empires Free Alliances Version. Mm. <laughs> so simple. Yeah, easy. Uh, Rolls right off the tongue. Frozen Free Fall Snowball Fight. Guns what? up. I don't even yeah. remember that one. <laughs> yeah. It's frozen. It's it's oh, Disney's it's an okay. iPhone iOS game and it's yeah. Okay. Which is interesting because I had just heard terrible things about it, at least on iOS. Yeah. Um, that it's just you can barely play anything before they start demanding money. Um that's what I had heard. I I don't know, so I don't know what it's like on the on the PS4. Um, guns up, guns up, Planet Side Two, uh-huh. and oh, World of Tanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, and the winner is. A game we saw at E3 two years ago. I think we did an interview for it too, didn't we? Yes, we did. Guns up. Yay. Guns up. This is Jeremy Ray, senior producer on the aforementioned Guns Up. PS Nation, Glenn, you guys rock so much. Uh, on behalf of Valkyrie Entertainment, the incredibly talented guys up in Seattle, and us here in the San Diego studio, Thank you so much for recognizing Guns Up with your Golden Minecraft Award. You guys rock. Uh, we rock. But you guys rock, too. Everyone rocks. Your fans rock. And this has just been a, a, a pleasure to, to hear about. All the best. Aw. I think he called that in from a, a hotel in Seattle because that's, that's where Valkyrie's at. And uh, I know that a bunch of the guys went up there for a few days. So I think he was a little tired. <laughs> No, very cool. Uh, it's a game that I want to play more. Honestly, uh, it's 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 just weird getting used to it because it's got that ad hoc, ad hoc multiplayer, uh, which is very different than what you're used to. But uh, yeah. insanely solid game. They really put it through its paces in the alpha, in the beta, 
And uh, I, I, do, I love the style, number one, and I love the simplicity uh, that they've taken all of the, the grunt work out of uh, playing essentially a real-time strategy game and have made it very approachable. So, yep. so this one's going to be interesting. Yeah. So I know Planetside 2 is pretty popular. Yeah. So what do you think the percentage was there with Guns Up? I'm going to say 57%. 52. Oh, all right. So second place, and this, this one is another pretty mm-hmm. decent spread. Uh, second place, so there's Dynasty Warriors, Frozen Freefall, Planetside 2, World of Tanks. Yeah, World of Tanks better been fifth because we have a smart community. Um, shit, what are the other ones again? So there's that Frozen game, Planetside Two, and what you said there, huh? <laughs> you want to rethink what you said there? Really? World of Tanks well, took second. Yes, it did. Oh, God, I think enough people got whatever that beta was, and everybody was playing it, and was just like, "Yeah, World's Tanks." Oh, thank God I didn't win. I would have felt like a moron. Yeah, 20, well, just think if it had won. <laughs> That's what I did, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, and that was the thing. I, you know, everybody jumped on it, like, a couple days after the votes went up. Everybody was like, wait, World of Tanks is still in beta. And I, I looked at where the votes were going, and Guns Up just took off. Right, right. Like, it wasn't even, Guns Up just shot right out to a huge lead immediately. And I was like, you know what? I don't think World of Tanks is going to catch it, so I'm just not even going to pull it. I'm just going to leave it there. Sure, and, and then whatever it whatever happens happens. I knew it wasn't going to catch Guns Up at that point, so it was fine. It's second place. Yeah, uh, everybody loves it. It's a good game. It is. Uh, we're talking free to play anyway, so it's okay. Well, you got the. I mean, it, it's going to be interesting because now we still have uh, Kill Strain on the way this year, and we have yeah. Drawn to Death this year. The Death, uh, which yeah. are both getting pretty close. I think. Um, I think Drawn to Death is probably going to hit before. Killstrain, which is kind of interesting, but um, I mean, now World of Tanks can actually be officially in the category for 2016, uh, which it's yeah. fantastic too, but uh, like I said, the grind is real in that game, and, and the grind is real in, in all three of them. Um, it's just, you can see Sony San Diego's kind of taking different approaches with their three games, Guns Up and, and uh, Drawn to Death and, and Killstrain, to see kind of what works, what doesn't work in the free-to-play model. Um, and even, you know, trying to see if it's a viable option. I mean, World of Tanks on PC is humongous. Yeah. It, I mean, they have these big world championships in Europe every year, and uh, World of Warships does really well, and, and uh, <clears throat> you know, it, it's definitely something that can work. It's just one thing that when I went down to the World of Tanks studio in Chicago, a lot of people were kind of talking about... It, it's... It's. I think it's still something that console players don't really comprehend to a certain extent, whereas people on PC are used to it more. And I think that's the gap that has to be closed up a little bit before it really takes off on the on the consoles. Yeah. So, but yeah, it sounds like World of Tanks is doing really well already, and obviously Guns Up is doing well. It's. Uh, it, I see a lot of people playing it. So. Yeah, well, the community apparently loves it. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, and so third place was Planetside 2. Which I need to... I, I really want to play that more too, but I just haven't had time. That one was at uh, 13%. Okay. Um, fourth place was a write-in. Really? Yes. What other free-to-play games are there that came out this in 2015? I had never heard of this game. 
honestly. Because I can't think of one. Actually, maybe I should check if it is a real game or if somebody was screwing with us. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, it is No, it's a real game. It is called Gems of War. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that just kind of hit like a whimper. Apparently it hit well enough. Well, I mean, in terms of you, nobody tweets about it, nothing. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. All right. I was thinking maybe it was that poker game or that casino game, but uh, Uh, people liked it enough that uh, they wrote it in for fourth place at 5% of the vote. Wow. Um, It overtook Frozen Freefall. Snowball Fight, which was fifth place, and then Dynasty Warriors Eight Empires uh, was at three percent of the vote. Huh. Now, in terms of numbers, oh no, they were actually pretty far apart. Those last percentages, yeah. Um. Uh, well, Frozen Freefall and 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 Gems of War were were kind of close. Um, but Gems of War snuck in. Yeah, Gems of War is basically uh, Puzzle Crack. Mm. It's just a newer version of it. Or, I mean, not, it's not the same developer or anything, but it's very close to Puzzle Crack. Huh. Yeah, I forgot all about this game. Yeah. Released in November. Huh. All right, all right then. So now on to uh, category number two in the PS4, the best racing game. Ooh. The year. Uh, Our nominees here are Drive Club Bikes. Okay. F1 2015. Need for Speed. Project Cars. And WRC5 FIA World Rally Championship. And the winner is... Drive Club Bikes. Very cool. I'm not a big fan of the bike thing uh, in general, but I think it is pretty cool in Drive Club and how they dropped it on us like a bomb. Nobody really knew it was coming. There were all these rumors. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty neat. It's definitely crazy when you do the helmet cam, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, that That was a tough category, in my opinion. It was. Uh, so what do you think? Where do you think that um, came in? I'm going to say... What were, the, what were the, all the nominees again? Um, hang on. Uh, <laughs> Drive Club Bikes, F1 2015, Need for Speed, Project Cars, WRC5. Man, I'm kind of surprised Project Cars didn't win it. Uh, I'm going to say 47%. 53. Okay. Project Cars had to be number two. Yes. Let's say that one was 33%. 31. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. And then the drop-off. Yeah. Need for Speed's got to be last. Nope. Are you shitting me? Need for Speed is next. Oh, come on. At 7%. It's terrible. Somebody loves it. 
I have it on Xbox One, and I hate it. Somebody in our community loves it. <clears throat> I mean, it's beautiful. It's Don't get me wrong. Play. It's gorgeous, but oh, I hate that game. Uh, then WRC or F1? Uh, I think WRC. Yeah. Yeah. And F1 was... WRC was 3%. F1 was 2%. WRC took a huge leap this year. And uh, it's getting a lot of buzz. F1, I don't think... If I'm, I haven't really seen too much of F1, but uh, I think from what I've been reading, it's it was still kind of basic uh, this year. So that doesn't really surprise me too much. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Honestly, I thought Project Cars would take it over the bikes, but... At the same time, I think that it's just that one and Ride are the only motorcycle games right now on PS4. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so... And it's better than Ride. Although Ride's more of a simulator, but... Um, hmm, interesting, because Project Cars is really good. And the support has been fantastic on it. Interesting. All right. All right. So, on to our best fighting game. Yeah. PS4. This should be interesting. Uh, yeah, six nominees here. Uh, and it's pretty big. Um, Blaze Blue, Chrono Phantasma Extend. Mm. Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Okay. J Stars Victory Versus. I think hey, we've heard some of these before. <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat X. Ooh. Not ten, you bastards. I know which one uh, Emra voted for. <laughs> uh, Skullgirls Second Encore. Ooh, that's a good game, too. And Ultra Street Fighter 4. Interesting. Oof, yeah, this is a pact. Yeah. All right. And the winner is... Poor piece of paper. Mortal Kombat! Hi, my name is Ed Boone, creative director at NetherRealm Studios. On behalf of the Mortal Kombat team, I'd like to thank PS Nation for choosing Mortal Kombat X as 2015's best fighting game. We appreciate all the players who continue to play MKX and can't wait for you to get your hands on Mortal Kombat XL coming in March. Thanks again. <laughs> Damn it, he was turning into an ad, too. But I love the production value. Oh, no shit. That's like, awesome. music in the background, and it was Ed Boon. That was so cool. That's, that, that's like, uh, what was it, Media Molecule with their awesome, amazing... I almost cried last year when we played that one. That, <laughs> that was, was so cool. Yeah, that was so cool. But yeah, the, I texted Josh when we got this. I'm like, dude, Ed Boon sent, a, sent us the voicemail. It's so cool. So, very cool. Uh, it's a great game. It really is. It's... <clears throat> thing is with fighting games lately they've gotten so complex that i can't play them anymore mm-hmm. i i love playing it but then i get i get matched up against somebody online and i just get d- demolished yeah. uh but i it's a fantastic game uh just production values wise controls everything about it is is really good so, so. I, i'm surprised though because ultra street fighter 4 is great on ps4 but it had some problems very early on you know it had uh, some some weird bugs and it had some timing issues and all kinds of stuff. Um, so what was the question? other question? You said this is a fantastic. Well, Blaze Blue, Dragon Ball, J Stars, Mortal Kombat, Skullgirls, 
Ultra Street Fighter. Yeah. They say this is a fantastic game, <clears throat> but how fantastic is it in comparison to the other games in this category? 52%. 65%. Holy fudge. <laughs> people love this game. It, I mean, there's still people playing it like crazy. You see streams yes. all the time. Um you know, to me, I think a lot of people are playing Ultra Street Fighter 4 just to train for Street Fighter 5. Um, but, you know, we've got the beta, so I think a few people are on the beta right now trying to learn the movesets and, and the new mechanics. Uh, so I think Street Fighter 4 has probably fallen off a bit. Uh, uh, a bit. Hmm? So what's second place? <sighs> it could still be Ultra Street Fighter 4. Could be. Um... I want to say Skullgirls, but that game just never gets the love it deserves. New. Um, is it like J-Stars? New. Okay. I'm going to say Ultra Street Fighter 4. It is. All right. 65% was the first one. Where do you think this falls? <laughs> 23%? 12. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 12%. Um, yeah. So, third place... Was Dragon Ball Z Universe? Wow. Okay, I know nine, it's a popular game. Yeah, at nine percent. Uh, now here's where things get interesting. Okay, it's always in the bottom half there that things get interesting. Yeah, so that's the top three. The bottom three. Fourth place was J Star's Victory Versus. Okay, at five percent, which I don't like. <laughs> three votes below that. Skullgirl's second encore. Blaze Blue took last out of those, huh? Blaze Blue, two votes behind Skullgirl. Oh, my God. Yeah, so the bottom three could have gone any which way. Wow. Bottom two were 4% each, statistically, um, but they were different number of votes. Interesting. I mean, that's the thing about Skullgirls. They do a lot of good things, but I just don't think it has more than kind of a a, a boutique mentality in terms of their... Um, the community based or compared to a lot of the other ones. Yeah. So interesting, man. Wow. Well, congrats to Mortal Kombat. I, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yep. And then I'm Mortal sick. Kombat XL, uh, all the PC players can get pissed off because they're not doing it for PC. <laughs> They've mm-hmm. essentially dropped support for the PC version at this point, which is funny because that tells me that it sold like shit on PC. Yeah. So. Wow, cool. All right. <clears throat> now we move on to the MLB, I mean, the best sports <laughs> game <laughs> on the PlayStation 4. Uh, this, is, uh, this is one that got some heat on the, on the forums. Yeah, this, uh, the nominees are Madden NFL 16. Yeah. MLB 15, the show. Okay. NBA 2K16. Okay. NHL 16. Strong contender. And Rocket League. Strong contender. Yes. Definitely definitely the one I would vote for right now. I play it way more than anything else. And the winner is... Hold 
Holy shit, somebody knocked off MLB. Rocket League takes it. Holy shit. <laughs> Hello, PlayStation Nation. Wow, the best sports game award. You know what? We're so touched by receiving this award. The competition was really stiff this year. I'd like to give a special thanks to everyone here at Psyonix who put in all their time, those late nights, those weekends, and just really made this thing happen, made it into a great game. Especially thanks to Dave, our founder, who never stopped believing in us, and his wife, Jess. And, of course, a special thanks to the community, all of you out there listening. We couldn't have done it without you and all of your support. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, very happy about that. Not, I mean, I, I do love MLB The Show. I, I, I'm playing it a lot right now. Um, but I'm serious. I play Rocket League probably three, three to four nights a week. And I'm nowhere near how much Rock plays it. Like, I'm level 34, 35 right now, and Rock's at level 50. That's how much more he plays that game. And that's the thing. If you go through these, I mean, you know, with the exception of the minor issues in Madden that you're having. Minor issues? No, fuck that game. Madden was excellent this year. MLB was excellent. NBA was excellent. NHL was excellent. Yeah. And then Rocket League. It it, it is a stacked category. and and It is. it, It takes a lot to topple the MLB juggernaut that it's been for so many years. It does. So, so uh, where do you think we fell here in mm, terms of first and second place and percentages? Uh, I want to say Rocket League did like 58%. I think They're it's a little low. Over, yeah, 65? A little low. 70? 70% are you fucking of the kidding me? our community. Oh my God. Rocket it's, I'm telling you, man, I never have a time <laughs> where I don't find somebody to play with. Yes. It's just it, five minute matches, easy to get into, easy to connect on, so much fun, really tight gameplay. It has everything, seriously. It's, it's, it, it's, it has all of the right things to be a fun game. Uh, even Seven, if you don't like soccer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh wow. Uh, is MLB the show number two? It is. Yeah, that's what I figured. At thirteen uh, percent. Well, I mean, it's a stacked category. You've got thirty percent left. Thirteen's yeah. not bad. Thirteen's not bad, but now <laughs> bottom three again could have gone any which way. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think came in? So what are the other three? There's uh NHL NBA and Madden. NBA. NBA was in third place okay. with 4% of the vote. The one directly behind it is four votes behind it. NHL. Correct. Yeah. And then Madden is one vote <laughs> behind NHL. And it's funny so. to think that NHL did more votes than Madden, even though Madden is such a huge game for EA Sports. Yeah. But NHL this year was spectacular right but i mean in in the general in the general public the nfl is a bigger draw than nhl to begin with so this is a big coup in my opinion it's pretty big and they're three percent each um for the for the bottom two there but yeah wow rocket league just ran away with it it really did holy crap it really did you know i just want to take a second to feel vindicated 
at all the pushing and pimping I did for that game before it came out because I had enough faith in it because I loved the first game. It's it's nice to feel like the vindication and 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 to know that I was actually right for once. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, congrats to Psionics, man. They deserve it. Yeah. Very, very kick-ass. Uh, the total number of write-ins, well, the total percentage of write-ins was 7%. Um, and nothing came close, really. Really? Uh, to even uh, Madden. Um, but the, the biggest uh, write-ins uh, that were listed. FIFA or Pez? FIFA. Yeah. F one, okay, really, okay, and Blood Bowl two, seriously, yes, <laughs> isn't it more of a strategy game? <laughs> well, Chaz has been streaming it, so maybe he got a... an RPG. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's right, Jason. I said it. It's not. Oh, that's funny. Wow. All right, seventy percent. My God. And speaking of RPGs. <laughs> The best RPG on the PlayStation 4. All right. That is our next category here. And the nominees are... Wait for it. (laughs) I'm not doing the drum roll. You're trying to screw me into doing the drum roll. I'm not doing it. Bastion. Ooh. Our Vita RPG winner. Indeed. Bloodborne. Okay. Disgaea 5 Alliance of Vengeance. Hmm. Fallout 4. Hmm. Final Fantasy 10 slash 10.2 HD Remaster. Okay. And The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Ah, yeah. Now, this is a pretty full category. Indeed. And the winner is... <laughs> The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Wow. Uh, and we got an email from them. Uh, he says, I tried to secure one of our developers' time for this gig, but with no luck, guys are extremely busy with the second expansion to The Witcher 3. Please accept my sincerest apologies. So Accept. Accepted. Congratulations, best RPG. Uh, especially because, wait, didn't we get shit for this one somehow? Uh, we got shit for this one because it wasn't uh, an official nominee in the game of the year. Oh, that's right. Okay. On under RPG. Okay. Yes. Well, that's cool. I mean, I know it's a popular game. And what yeah. I ever saw of the game, I, I was very impressed with it. Yep. Um, I, every now and then I get twinges, like I might want to play it, and then I hear about how long it is, and I'm like, no, maybe I'm not going to play it. No. Yeah. It looks cool, though. So in this stacked category, <clears throat> it had to be close between Witcher and Fallout 4. It uh, had to be. Fallout 4 was number 2. Are we just going to have all blowouts this year? Mm. <sighs> 53%. 54%. Mm. So and then do you think Fallout 4 came in. I'm going to say 33%. 21. Really? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, because Bloodborne took a big chunk of the votes at number three at 16%. Huh. 
and then a yeah. major drop off. <laughs> Bloodborne was a, a big game this year too, or last year. Yeah. So Bastion, Disgaea, and Final Fantasy. What do you think took? Uh, where are we at? Fourth. Um. Yeah. Bastion, Final Fantasy, and what? Oh, Disgaea. Yeah. I'll say Disgaea's next. Nope. Bastion. Yes. Okay. Then Disgaea, then Final Fantasy. No. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah, Dis- Disgaea? <clears throat> I mean, technically, Disgaea didn't even... Yeah, uh, I'll get there in a second. Okay. Um, there was a write-in. Uh, so, Bastion, 3%. Final Fantasy, 2%. Tales of Zestiria uh-huh. got a 2% write-in. Um, but it was behind Final Fantasy. <clears throat> Disgaea statistically got 0% of the vote. Wow. It pulled in three votes. That's really surprising. Three. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's the first time we've ever had a nominee come in at 0% of the vote. <sighs> I mean, it wasn't zero votes. It was statistically zero percent. And it's another one that I thought was pretty popular. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. All right. All right. Now on to the best survival horror game. Ooh. On the PlayStation 4. And our nominees are Dying Light. Okay. Resident Evil HD Remaster. Okay. Resident Evil Revelations 2 Deluxe Edition. Oh, come on. Don't ask me. Soma. Oh, okay. Until Dawn. Gee, wonder what your vote is. And The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Ah, all right. And the winner... Is <clears throat> until dawn. Rigged. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Huge thank you here from everyone at Supermassive Games to PlayStation Nation and all of you who voted for Until Dawn Game of the Year for Best Survival Horror. We've been dazed by the response to Until Dawn since its release last August, and given that a large amount of the game is subterranean, a Golden Minecart award seems eerily befitting. <laughs> so thanks again. <laughs> Aww. And okay. funny as that is, I never said it in my review. I didn't say it on the podcast. I didn't write it. But I'll spoil it now. There are minecarts in the freaking game. Well, yeah. Well, if anybody watched your extra live stream, they would have seen it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And I, and the moment I saw it, I was like, but I couldn't say anything. I didn't want to spoil it because people wouldn't even know that that was going to happen. Oh, jeez. This was the biggest blowout of the night. No shit. Talk about blowouts. This is, um, <sighs> this is the biggest blowout. And, it was also, where is it? I think this got the most votes. Look single, at how much influence you have. I have no influence. The single most votes of, of any game. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, for the for the Vita category, yeah. uh, Shovel Knight and the Puzzle Platformer got the single most votes okay. there. Um, for the PS3, Family Friendly, Disney Infinity 3.0 got the single most votes there. Okay. Um, until Dawn stomped on both of them, <laughs> basically, wow. in the number of votes it got. Well, I mean, I know that the Rocket League had 70, so let's give this one 76. 80%. Oh, my God. The vote until dawn. <clears throat> wow. Dominated. <laughs> wow. Crazy. Yeah, this was not even remotely close. That's crazy. 80% of the vote. Gee, I wonder how we swayed them. We had the composer on. We had the writers on. <laughs> But you streamed it for at least 12 game. of the 24 hours during Extra Life. It's a fantastic game. Yeah, it's neat. It really is fantastic. So, And in this category, yeah, it, it just killed. Jeez. <laughs> Second place uh, was Dying Light with 12%. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that, that was the biggest disparity in any category we had. 80 uh, to 12. Yes. Wow. Well, I mean, you only got 20 to work with, so. Yeah. Uh, so uh, third place was Soma. Uh, really? Over at, Ethan Carter? At 3%. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that's the interesting thing. Uh, Soma was there at 3%. Uh, Resident Evil HD Remaster was also at 3%, but it was seven votes back. Sure. Um. Then you had a tie, a straight up tie, same number of votes. Oh my god! At one percent each for Vanishing of Ethan Carter and Resident Evil Revelations Two. Wow! Yeah, <clears throat> craziness. That's insane. Well, congrats <laughs> to Supergiant. I mean, or Supermassive. God, I always do that. Um, it was funny because when we saw this at PSX last year or at, in twenty fourteen. Yeah, you made me do the write up on it because you're like, oh, I don't think I'm going to like it. <laughs> I don't know that I said that. Yeah, I, you did. I just don't know that I had a lot of time. No, 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 no. When we first walked in, we looked around and and I looked at them like, you want to go on that one? Like, I don't think that's not really my thing, or something like that. I'm like, okay, because it's way nowhere near what my usual style is. I think I think what I was looking, I just wanted to get my hands on um, tear away. Well, Fat Princess. Oh, and Fat Princess, yeah. Because we were going to debut it the next day. I was like, I, I need to touch this. I need to, yeah, <laughs> I, need to touch it. I need to see it before we end up on stage and I'm going, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, I mean, it's an impressive game. And, and it's, it's, it's cool that the PS4 finally afforded them the power that they need to be able to do the branching storylines like they do. Yeah. You know, and... and uh, how they did the motion capture was really unique. And, you know, go back to the podcast where we talked to the composer and when we talked to uh, the writers and, and how uniquely that they approached this game. Um, it's pretty amazing stuff when you really boil it down. Um, I, I still don't know if it's my type of game. I have it. I don't know if I'll ever play it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun watching you play it. I've gone back and watched the stream. Yeah, and, I do uh, love that game. Yeah, it's it's cool. 
And I see a lot of people talking about it on Twitter all the time. So we know it's popular. Obviously, we know it's popular with our community. Yeah. So. And and that's the thing. I mean, even with the platinum, I'm I'm gonna play it again. Oh my it's, god! It's just so much fun to do different things with the characters and see what happens to them. Sure. Um, because there are a lot of different things, and and it always surprises me. That's that's the funny thing, and I, I talk about that one where. You know, I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing here. And oh, yeah, he's walking down the hall. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> a, hook, a hook right through his chin and out his mouth. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. It just, it'll shock you. Even I, just though- re- I just remember looking over in that giant pig's head. Oh. And you looked at me like, just don't even, don't, don't. Just don't, <laughs> just look away. Just don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so <clears throat> Yeah. All right. On to the next category, the right. best HD remake or remaster uh, on the PS4. It's another stacked category. We had Beyond Two Souls. Nice. DMC, Devil May Cry Definitive Edition. Which was nice. God of War 3 Remastered. Yeah. Tearaway Unfolded. <clears throat> really good. And Uncharted the Nathan Drake collection. Wow. I don't know what I would pick in this category. Yeah. <laughs> this is not an easy one, wow. but the winner is. Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I loved it. I think it's a great uh, collection of awesome games, and they did a nice job. It wasn't just a port. You know, they really looked good. Yeah, this was, um, this was another one of those. So where do you think this fell? Do you think this was a runaway? Do you think this was... I don't think this was a runaway. It, well, I mean, it's a really popular series. Yep. Well, so is God of War. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of people coming over from the Xbox. Mm. And I think they would have gone this route over God of War 3 because you have to play 1 and 2 on now. Yeah. I'll say 53%. 75%. Holy shit. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. All right, then. So what <laughs> do you think came in second between mm. uh, Beyond Two Souls Devil May Cry, God of War, Tearaway Unfolded. God of War. Tearaway Unfolded. Oh, nice. With 8% of the vote. <laughs> okay. I almost said it, and then I'm like, well, God of War is pretty popular. Yeah. Uh, well, God of War is pretty popular. It's five votes behind it at 7% of the vote. God of War 3. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, five votes. Uh between second and third place there. Uh, and then bottom two. I think DMC's last. Nope. Really? Yeah, Devil May Cry was 3%. Beyond Two Souls was 2%. That's surprising. Yeah. I I almost chalked that up to it being digital and not a whole lot of fanfare around it release. Yeah, um, because it came out I think it was uh, physical media in Europe 
for yeah. Beyond Two Souls, and it wasn't here. I agree. Yeah. Uh, it it just kind of hit all of a sudden. I don't. Even, did we even get that for review? I don't think we, we must did. have. Gosh, I'll and I'm that up. probably at some point going to import from Europe if it's still available. I, I don't even know if it was like a limited thing over there or not. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I know some other people talked about it. Um, but wow, that's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I don't even think we got that for a review. It just kind of came out. Yeah. And huh. that's the thing. It just, there wasn't a whole lot of hoopla around it. There was nothing. It was just out, and then it was, there it was. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, huh. So. All right. All right. The best new IP on the PlayStation 4. This should be a good one. <sighs> you want a stack category. Uh, Axiom Verge makes its first appearance. Awesome. Yeah. I was kind of bummed that that didn't get any of the Vita. <clears throat> Me too, because, man, it's, it's... Wait, it's not on a Vita, that's why. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. We had this discussion before. Yes, we did. Um, it's not out on Vita, but this was the only place I believe it showed up in... Yeah, uh, that's a shame, because it's PS4. a fantastic game. It is. Uh, Bloodborne. Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. The Order, 1886. Rocket League. Ooh. Until Dawn. All right. <laughs> so we have one, two, three, four winners, two newcomers to this category. Oh, man. For best new IP. And the winner is... Bloodborne. Nice. Hi, this is Dice Kawaguchi, producer on Bloodborne. On behalf of Japan Studio and From Software, I'd like to thank you for recognizing Bloodborne with a Golden Minecart Award. Cool. I'm I'm not surprised. I, I mean, that was a, a, a loaded category, but yeah. Bloodborne just was huge. Yeah. It really. It I mean, was. Tearaway. I'm sure Tearaway did really well. Uh, comparatively, but Bloodborne just—it was Tearaway humongous wasn't in this category, huh? Tearaway was. I thought Tearaway was. No. Oh. New IP. What was I thinking? Well, Rocket League number one. Uh, Axiom Verge, Life is Strange, The Order, Rocket League, Until Dawn. Oh well, Until Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> after uh, uh, after the no. blowout. No, actually. Really. So, Bloodborne took 46% of the vote. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Second place? Life is Strange. Rocket League. Nice. Okay. At 18% of the vote. Hmm. Then we had a tie for third with the exact same number of votes, 11% of the vote. What two games do you think tied for third? You have Axiom Verge, Life is Strange, The Order, Until Dawn. Until Dawn and... Correct. Axiom Verge? Wrong. Life is Strange. Wrong. <laughs> well, it can't be The Order because everybody hated it yeah, except for me. Well, really? Until Dawn and The Order took 11%. Wow. Yeah. All right. See, I'm not uh, the only one. Fuck you all. 
<laughs> and then, um, then Life is Strange took 8%. Axiom Verge mm-hmm, took it's, 6%. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's pretty crazy because Life is Strange seems to have just been this indie, like this darling, you know? Yep. Um, but it's weird to hear that it almost did better on PS3 than on PS4 in our voting. In our voting, yeah. Huh. Very interesting. So okay. that is how that all went down. Yeah. Now for the most unique experience, because we have to have some way to recognize these wacky games. <clears throat> um, and wacky and some not so wacky. <laughs> but they're unique experiences anyway for the PS4. The nominees are Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Mm. Galaxy. Z. Oh, yeah. I am bred. <laughs> Life is strange. Uh-huh. And tear away unfolded. All right. And the winner is Tearaway Unfolded. Hey! hey. Nice. Hi, PlayStation Nation. Uh, it's Rex here from Media Molecule. Um, and we wanted to thank everyone that voted for Tearaway Unfolded as the most unique PlayStation experience. We were totally blown away that we won. Uh, there's so many unique things on PlayStation. It's really cool to, uh, to get that award. Um, and it was a really nice, really nice thing for the whole team to be able to celebrate that. So uh, thanks very much, and uh, take care, everyone, and thanks again. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> Aw. Mini Molecule is winning every year. Yeah. And they yeah. deserve it. Here's the crazy thing. Three write-in votes placed oh, in shit. this category. Now, I, I had to count that. I had to count all three of them here. Okay. Um, because, hang on, let me get to it. Uh, Where am I? Hang on. Best opportunity. I got my giant spreadsheet here. Um, Unique experience. Okay. Because the write-in votes were a total of 14%. Okay? Okay. That's why three of them pushed up and you know there were enough votes for for three of them to push them into this category so tearaway unfolded took first place with 41 percent. oh whoa yeah okay so what do you think was second gosh rapture galaxy i am bred life is strange it's either life is strange or galaxy Life is Strange. Okay. At 21%. Okay. Okay. Then, I Am Bread. Oh, nice. Third place, yeah. <clears throat> um, then we have Until, uh, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Oh, really? At 9%. I did not like that game. <laughs> I finished it. I did not like it. Okay. Now, until Dawn was the first right in here at 5%. Interesting. Yep. Uh, behind that, at also 5%, but 
quite a few votes behind it was Galaxy. Okay. The other two write-ins, 4% of the vote, write-in vote, was Bloodborne. <laughs> what? I have no idea. People felt that was a unique experience. Even though they played Dark Souls 1 and 2? And... Enough people felt this was a unique experience. Okay. Um, and apparently all our younger listeners and all uh, put 2% of the write-in vote uh, as King's Quest Chapter 1. I'm not remember. <laughs> Um, I, I think people were going more with the the look of it, especially. Oh, you know? um, because it is it looks unlike anything. Well, yeah, it does. But um, in terms of un, well, I mean, yeah, you're right. If it's the younger ones, they might not be. We had this discussion yeah. uh, privately uh, <laughs> yeah. that if you haven't played those games in the past, it's it's a very unique experience because yeah. nothing's been out like that for a long time. A long time. Yeah. It's a very different kind of game for, for people <laughs> who did not play those Sierra titles. But yes. Huh. All right. Wow. That's it's, crazy. Isn't that? That was, that was a really interesting category. Um, so we're getting into the home stretch here. Yay. Uh, we are at the best multiplayer game. All right. Yes, four. The nominees are... Destiny, The Taken King, Legendary oh, Edition. Oh, boy. Fat Princess Adventures. Rock Band 4. Rocket League. And Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, wow. Yeah, and the winner is... Rocket League. Rocket League for best multiplayer game. This means so much to us here at Psyonix, especially considering all the other great multiplayer games that came out last year. We're going to keep making improvements to the game and make this your favorite game for 2016. Thanks again, PlayStation Nation. <laughs> yeah, but you can't win in 2016, dicks. This came out in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Make another one, Rocket League Two. Yeah, the rocketing. Yes, uh, yeah, I could agree with that. I mean, I, man, I really like Fat Princess, and I really like Star Wars. But yeah, I really wanted Fat Princess <clears throat> to make a dent here. I mean, I, honestly, out of those, it, Fat Princess and, and uh, Rocket League are my two best yeah. for sure. So, what do you think took second? Oh, Rocket League took 63% of the vote, Jeez. by the way. <laughs> yeah, um, it took second. It was, so there was Destiny, Taken King, it was uh, Battlefront, Bad Princess, and what else? Um, Rock Band. Rock Band. And there were two write-ins here that actually overtook one of... Eh, number two is probably Destiny. Uh... No, Destiny was two votes shy of really? number two. <laughs> well, let's say Fat Princess then. Star Wars Battlefront. Okay, I mean, yeah. Battlefront and Destiny, both 14%. Okay. Destiny was two votes back. Uh, then Fat Princess Adventures at 4%. Oh. Should have had then more than that. Our first write in at 2% of the vote. The Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel Unlimited. Okay. 
Uh, then our next write-in Jesus. at 1% of the vote, but more than Rock Band 4 got. Bloodborne? <laughs> Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Really? Yeah. Come on. People like it. It's not that good this year. FD well, played for a while. It's apparently just... better multiplayer than Rock Band 4. <laughs> well, I don't agree with that. I think Rock Band According... 4 is a blast, but you have to all be in the same building. According to our community. Yeah. That's... This is what yeah. they said. Yeah. Okay. Rock Band 4 got next to no votes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. All right. And now we go on to the best family friendly game on the PS4. All right. Blood the nominees are, these nominees should sound familiar. <laughs> Disney Infinity 3.0, Lego Dimensions, Rock Band 4, Skylanders Superchargers and Tearaway Unfolded. You know, I've noticed there's no Guitar Hero Live anywhere. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Kind of bummed about that. Yeah. But, yeah. The winner is... <clears throat> Disney Infinity 3.0. Go figure. <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> Big win. 63% of the vote. Jeez. Well, it doesn't make that. I mean, it's not, it can't be that surprising. Um, so what do you think came in second here? And where do you think Skylanders fell this time? <laughs> <laughs> Since it was dead last last time? Yeah. Um, what were the other ones? Uh, Skylanders, Lego, Lego Dimensions. Rock Band, and uh, Tearaway. I'll say Tearaway was second. Tearaway was second at 14% of the vote. <laughs> I'll say Skylanders is third. No. All right, Lego's third. Yes, at 10% of the vote. So now it's down to Rock Band and Skylanders. Yes. Skylanders has to be above Rock Band. No, it doesn't. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, so it doesn't get anywhere in multiplayer yet. People are saying it's family friendly. This voting is weird. People are saying it was a family friendly game. Well, a fourth place family friendly game at 7% of the vote. Uh, Skylander Superchargers, again, 2% of the vote last place. Weird. It sucks. Wow. That, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, and maybe people are just burnt out on Skylanders. That could be. I like it. I, I think it was really cool. Um, wow. I like the way they change it up every year, actually, that they, you know, they could just keep putting out the same game. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of the same game, but it's different. Um, but, you know, there's a different mechanic every year, a yeah. major different mechanic. Um, first to the second one, not so much. You know, here's your Skylanders, and then there's giant Skylanders. <laughs> and then... Um, <laughs> But then they did Swap Force, where you could physically take them apart and right. give them different abilities and stuff like that. Then they did the Trap Team one, which was a, a pretty cool new mechanic. Well, I mean, I think... And then this, with the vehicles. What, what this tells Activision is uh, the PS Nation community has spoken, mm-hmm. and they need to get their shit together with Skylanders, because obviously this is the only community that matters about this stuff. Of course. So... <laughs> I expect to see something strong at E3 this year. 
Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yep. All <laughs> right. Final two categories of the night. All right. We're down to the best action adventure game and then game of the year. So the best action adventure game on the PS4, the nominees are Batman Arkham Knight making its first appearance of the 2015 Golden Minecarts. Bloodborne Just Cause 3 making its first appearance. Nice. Uh, Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain mm. The Order 1886 Which probably got no votes And The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt That's a tough category It is And the winner is Jump the gun there uh, That guy doesn't get his money <laughs> That is It's working those drums It's the same drummer from Spaceballs Boom, 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 boom. Metal Gear Solid 5 and The can- Phantom Pain <laughs> And Konami gives two fucks about you That is win number three In other words, no fucks were given by Konami For Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain They're too busy creating a patch to take Kojima's name out of everything in the game Yeah, So uh, they couldn't be bothered <laughs> so that came in at 43%. You know, it's funny. I, I hear from people all the time that it was such a great game, but at the same time, they don't think the story was as good as some of the other ones. So it, it, it's it's odd. They're like, It's almost like people are conditioned to just love Metal Gear so much, yet when I hear people talking about it, it it's a very... Like when we read a review before we put it up, and we're like, wow, that really sounds like a seven or whatever instead of what you're giving it. It always seems like that when I'm talking about that game to people. But I'm not saying it's bad, but um, I've, I've watched a lot of streams of it, and it's pretty fantastic. The community seems to love it. So yeah, yeah. For best action adventure, that is number one. What do you think took number two? You had Batman, Bloodborne, Just Cause, Order, Witcher. Witcher. Yes. Yeah. 19% of the vote. And then uh, Bloodborne. Batman. Really? Okay. 14%, yes. As much as people pissed and moaned about the end of it? Wow. Batman, 14%. And then had to be Bloodborne. Bloodborne, 10%. And then between The Order and Just Cause 3, where do you go? Just Cause. Nope. Wow, really? The Order took 8%. Just As much shit as I took for that review? Well, 8% to 5%, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. And now we're down to our last oh, wow. of the night. Almost three and a half hours in. Our last category, our last award, the most controversial one. Indeed. Because everybody was upset that the, well, not everybody, but <laughs> some people. Two people were upset. Were upset that The Witcher 3 was not an official nominee. Yeah. So, the nominees here for Game of the Year are Bloodborne, okay. Fallout 4, Just Cause 3, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, Rocket League, mm. and Until Dawn. Ah, okay. 
and the winner of the final golden mine card. Destiny the Taken King. Oh. For 2015. Tying the most golden mine carts in a year with four Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Well, there we have it, folks. Holy cow. Yeah, so that takes first place with 34%. We did have a write-in. We had two write-ins here. I would assume Witcher 3 is one of them. It is. All right. Uh, Where do you think that fell? Metal Gear Solid 5 took 34% of the vote, and then we had two write-ins. Wait a second. Did I? Hang on. Oh, boy. Just let me, I have to double check, make sure I didn't screw something up here. Okay. Um, okay, no, I didn't, I just didn't add that last, I didn't, because of the two write-ins, I, I didn't put what our last place was okay. on the, on the page. I need to. So are you saying some. a write-in took number two? Um, no, I'm saying one of our official nominees Got took last off. place. Oh, okay. Two write-ins were above it. Um, <clears throat> wow. But, so Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain, and then you know Witcher Three is one of them. Um, where do you think? What, what do you think was number two? Rocket League. Uh, no. Damn it, people! It was the Witcher Three. Oh, what's well, I just asked you? Well, I wasn't gonna just tell you. Well, Jesus Christ! Until now. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so 34, but, but it wasn't even close. 34% for Metal Gear Solid, 13%. Wow. So that means everything else has got to be pretty close, too. Yeah. Actually, everything else is really close. Mm. Um, the next one took 12% of the vote. Okay. What do you think that might have been? I mean, it's just, I'll just keep saying Rocket League. Nope. <laughs> it was Fallout 4. Okay. Well, yeah. That makes sense. I'm actually surprised it didn't do better. And then at 9%, we had Bloodborne. Okay. And then Rocket League. All right. At 8%. Uh, then our next write-in. Uh, Fat Princess? Batman Arkham Knight. Oh. At 6%. Uh, then we had Until Dawn at 5%. Mm-hmm. And Just Cause 3 at 1%. Wow. So Just Cause 3 and Witcher 3 probably could have been swapped. Well, that's because you haven't been pimping Just Cause 3 like you did Just Cause 2 for 12 months. It's because I still don't own the game. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I haven't played it, so I can't pimp it. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, you know, our, our, our normal thing at the end of the, of the Goldmine Carts is to interview the Game of the Year winner for uh, the lead console, which is PS4, obviously. Uh, and as like, like we said, Konami could give two shits, apparently. So uh, we lied a little bit. Yeah. We actually secured <laughs> what I consider, I think, a much better interview anyway. Um, we've got uh, a gentleman from Yacht Club Games to talk about some Shovel Knight. So let's go into that. All right. Well, uh, at the end of every Golden Minecart show, we always try to have uh, one of our Game of the Year winners uh, on the podcast for an interview. Uh, we switched it up a little bit this year for a couple of different reasons. Number one, uh, you know, Metal Gear Solid Five—that's just boring stuff. Everybody knows all that stuff. 
we wanted to have the people that we've talked to before and that we know are a lot of fun. Uh, so from Yacht Club Games, makers of Shovel Knight, we've got David D'Angelo, uh, who's I'm calling spokesman and super cool dude. <laughs> hey, that's me, the super cool dude. <laughs> so, so let's go through this here. You won best action adventure title on the Vita with 55% of the vote. Wow. You won best puzzle platformer on the Vita with 64% of the vote. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Wait, is it puzzle slash platformer? Puzzle yeah. slash platformer, yes. Puzzle <laughs> okay. or okay. platformer, yes. Well, there's uh, a little bit of puzzles in Shovel Knight. You got to yeah. find yeah. this and go there. and Yeah. I, it's, it's tough with these categories. Uh, the next one, best cross-buy title. Ooh. You won with 54% of the vote. <clears throat> wow. And then best overall with 54% of the vote again. Wow, and this is out of, what, five games per category? Five games per category. Uh, wow. Yeah, I'm just double-checking to see if there were any... Can we kind of uh, call that a landslide? Actually, there were six games in the um, in the uh, game of the year. Really? And, and, and how, yeah. what was the percentage in game of the year? 54%. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. This it was the year it's interesting. It was the year of the landslide <laughs> and the year of of uh Shovel Knight and Metal Gear Solid 5. Jeez. Yeah. Juggernaut of the year for the Vita. It's crazy. Nice. It's awesome. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's so cool to hear. And and how big is your team? You guys are, it's a pretty small team, isn't it? Uh yeah, we're really tiny. We're just eight people including me right now. Wow. Are you the new kid or you've been around for a while? Uh, I've been around for a while. Yeah, uh, yeah. The original team was five people. Uh, oh wow! So that's what when we launched on Steam, Wii U, and 3DS. That's what it was. Just five people that had built that. Um, uh, also, including uh, I guess we have a we had a sixth guy, Jake, who wrote all the music. But ah, he, yes. he's freelance, doing all these crazy things all the time. Yeah, he just um, signed with like some uh, label or something that's doing a bunch of video game artists. And <laughs> yeah, he's always up to something new and crazy. For no sure. kidding. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, since then, you know, we got some help for the PlayStation version uh, and just, you know, try to keep – we worked like 24-7 up to the day that Shovel Knight came out and we're like, okay, what can we do to not be constantly working all the time? <laughs> well, you not make games. I mean, that would be one thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was something we talked about a lot. It's like, man, wouldn't it be nice to just like work a job from 9 to 5, like making making cakes? <laughs> Trust me, no, no, that's not what you want to be doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Uh, I mean, tell us a little bit about kind of how the game came about and, and where the ideas came from. Yeah, so we so we were a team that came from way forward. Essentially, we worked right. on a bunch of games there for. I mean, we are all there, you know, five plus years. Uh, and the way way forward works is you work on a specific team. Uh, and for a game, because they're contracted to make games. Uh, so you might work on a Batman um, cartoon show video game. And then when that game ends, you all split up to whatever teams need help at that time. Um, so we worked on this game, Double Dragon Neon. That was the last game. And this was it was actually the first game that all everyone on the team worked together on the same game. We had all worked together like in various capacities on various you know different titles. Um, but that was like the first one we were all together. And when we were working on it, we were just like, wow, this group really clicks. Like nice. we're all on the same page. We all like, like the same things. Um, and we said, we don't want to be broken up. 
Uh, and the only option uh-huh. for us was to, to was just to leave Way Forward, essentially, <laughs> to let that happen. Jeez, Way Forward loses a lot of people. The guys that are doing Assault Android Cactus, a bunch of them are from... Or no, 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 no. Uh, the, the Pixel one. Um, into the... Oh, what the heck's it called? There's like another game that's a platformer where you're a little pixel and you keep growing. I think half oh, of those guys yeah. are from Way Forward. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Oh, darn it. Man, it's dropping off my... Yeah. Man, I, oh, I gotta figure <laughs> this. It's gonna drive me nuts. Just, <laughs> Let me I mean, those guys are But yeah, they, I mean, they were from, you know, they're, I would say they're like from an older time. Oh, Adventures of Pip. That's the Yes. Uh, yeah, they're like, there's some guys that are, that were there at WayForward like 15 years ago kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, they've just... Uh, I mean, WayForward technically, like, I mean, in a lot of ways has a short lifespan for a lot of people because they get, you know, they come up there. They WayForward likes to take on a lot of new people all the time. So they sort of get there. They learn how to make games there and then they go out in the world and, you know, do something else. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we left WayForward. We, uh, you know, we said, hey, we want to do something big, but we're just five people. You know, what's what's in our wheelhouse? What can we really knock out of the park? Um, but also, like, do a lot of gameplay, right? Because, I mean, we want to make something that's, like, really heavy gameplay-wise, but we don't have a lot of art power because we don't have 20 people. <laughs> um, so we said, you know, well, we had been making all these 2D retro revival games like A Boy in His Blob and Double Dragon Neon right. and... Um, Contra 4 uh, and we said like hey why don't like you know something that always interested us when we made those games was like what if we tried to build a franchise the same way they had to do back then um, you know we had the same we put on the same restrictions on ourselves. we we tried to build it in the same spirit uh, and see how it went right? Um, right and so that was where like essentially the NES idea came from um, and I mean, we went we went from there. I mean, the initial gameplay idea was essentially we wanted to be based on a simple mechanic, and we are looking at Zelda 2's down thrust. Uh, and Zelda 2 has like, I mean, it's a really cool move in Zelda 2, but you don't you get it in the lighter parts of the game, and you don't get to use it that much. And right. we just thought like it'd be really cool if a whole game was built out of that. And then we said, you know, what would complement that kind of um, core mobility really well, and we kept finding ourselves doing like if you if you flip something over and then try to down thrust its underbelly, that would be like a really satisfying mechanic. So we kept doing this like flipping motion with our arms, right? And and it just looked like you were digging. Uh, and I mean, the only weapon that really fit was a shovel. Uh, so that's what we went with, and that, I mean, that's how we built the whole game. That's awesome. That's funny. And then you guys, you have an amiibo. Yeah, we had an Amiibo. That was pretty crazy. (laughs) Which I just ordered, by the way. Awesome. Because every time I looked, it was out, and then Josh just said before we started that Amazon had them, so I had to grab it. That's pretty cool. So how did you... You hooked up with uh, Nintendo early, because you guys were on stage that that E3. I turned around, and you're all up there on on the stage at E3, um, you know, in the Nintendo booth, showing off Shovel Knight. Yeah, I mean, from the start, so we, I mean, we started with the Kickstarter, because, I mean, we were a bunch of guys, we had made a bunch of games, right, but no one knew our names. They might have known the games we made, but they had no idea who was making them, right? Right. Because we worked for publishers like Majesco, and they were the ones in charge of doing the press and stuff. So we, so we said, hey, what's, like, the best way to get our names out there? And we did, you know, we did this Kickstarter, and that's really how we built our community. And And part of doing that Kickstarter was we thought, you know, one... 
this game is like so the game we're making is so heavily styled like a Nintendo game, right? That it just felt wrong that we weren't on those platforms at first. <laughs> That's uh, a good point. Like we had a very limited. I mean, we had a very limited. Like, of course, we'd like want to be on every platform on the planet as soon as possible. Um, but we said, like, if we could only choose, you know, what we did first, we we should go where like we should match the content, right? That was the important part. Like, right. if we were making yeah. a a super badass game, we might go to like Microsoft first or something, right? <laughs> um, or if it was like I don't know, like a what does PlayStation do? They do like like indie, like artistic, yeah. <laughs> masterfully designed games. Uh, <laughs> Very eclectic at some points, yes. Right, yeah. So it just felt like, you know, the people that pl- buy Nintendo systems, like that core fan base, would probably get Shovel Knight right away. Um, so, you know, from the beginning, we sort of, we, I mean, we took a... We emailed Nintendo and said, hey, would you be okay if we even announced that we're coming to your game as a Kickstarter or at your, to your systems? Uh, and they were on board. It was pretty, pretty unbelievable. Nice. That's cool. Oh, you're getting raided. I know. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Make this quick. <laughs> God, they found me. Uh, so going down that, uh, that NES aesthetic, uh, were you one of the developers that tried to conform to everything about the NES uh, uh, guidelines and, you know, how many uh, pixels you can have on screen, et cetera? Or did you kind of just go for that style and and just kind of go all out and use the power of the uh, system? Yeah, I mean, we definitely we definitely restricted ourselves. You know, we, we use the same color palette. We, uh, you know, we're very conscious about how many tiles are on screen, right? They can only display a certain amount of tiles. They can only display a certain amount of sprites. I mean, we didn't hard cap ourselves. Sure, uh, okay. We felt it, like, pretty important that, you know, there have been gameplay um you know mechanics that are have been adapted that are were adapted for a reason over the last 30 years right right um and we didn't want to say like no to those things when they made sense but we did want to we wanted to build it in the same spirit right um so like you know you might say like well having like 50,000 sprites on screen is really fun sometimes right <laughs> um but we wanted to make that gameplay match you know having 50,000 sprites on screen like wasn't something the NES could do and therefore the gameplay felt really you know much different right it felt like it felt much more focused right Um, so like so that was basically we're trying to pull out like what are those things that you get from those restrictions and how can we like emphasize those very cool next next one you guys got to do you should conform to turbo graphics nobody (laughs) ever does that and that thing had so much power (laughs) Just yeah, I, yeah. I don't, there are not too many like like Bonk revival fans or like. Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn wants it. I don't know that anybody else does. Well, I don't want a Bonk revival. I just I love my Turbo Graphics. It's my favorite system. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it was a cool system for sure. Well, forget that. Just go back and do an Atari Fifty Two Hundred. <sighs> Here we go with your Atari game. stuff. <laughs> See, I have to listen to his Turbo Graphics, but he can't. I, if I even mention Atari, it's all over. Yeah, but you mentioned Atari way more than I mentioned Turbo Graphics. Right. <laughs> we'll put that up for a Twitter vote. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, like, what's next on the on the docket? Are you guys going for any more systems? Or are you kind of working on your next project? Uh, right now, we're still working on Shovel Knight. So, um, I mean, you might have seen we released Plague of Shadows last year at the end of the year, um, yep. and we have basically a bunch more kickstarter obligations so that was one of them uh, we have two more playable campaigns we have to do we're doing one for king knight and specter knight and then we're doing a four-player uh battle mode 
No way. Yeah, so all that stuff is what we're working on this year and hoping wow. to finish. That's the so thing about Kickstarter. A, you start making all those promises and you got to come through. Yeah, well, I mean, we're we're like, we're definitely gung-ho on delivering. Uh, I mean, like, one of the... I mean, one of the things that's felt really good is, like, people hold us up as a Kickstarter that went well. Yeah. Uh, and we don't want to let anyone down, you know? Uh, and, like, what... Yeah, I think a lot of it's our fault to like, you know, we said three playable campaigns in our Kickstarter, right? And, you know, to most people that meant like a, you know, it's a character swap. You can play through the whole game again. Um, but we said like, no, we want to make it like 100 times bigger than anyone's expecting. Oh, jeez. Right? Uh, and th- I mean, that's how we operate, right? I mean, like when sh- people looked at the Shovel Knight Kickstarter, they said, oh, this is just like a Mega Man game ripoff or whatever. And we said like, no, it's, you know, it's all these things. And we're going to, you know, we're going to su- really surprise you when it comes out. If it was a uh, Mega Man ripoff, I'd never be playing it. <laughs> yeah, cool. so I mean, yeah, we're I mean, we're just making making more Shovel Knight, and hopefully, like you know, by next year, it'll be the biggest two D platformer <laughs> content wise that you've ever played. Oh my gosh! Your little v- little Vitas will be exploding from <laughs> how many megabytes it takes up. Oh, I've got two extras. <laughs> so I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> you need a whole sixty four gig card just for your game. Yeah, that'd be all right. I'm sure Sony'd be happy about that. Hmm. They're selling more cards. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good that. Um, well, it helps, I guess, that uh, it was received so well. You know. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, if it if it tanked, we we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing right now. You know, <laughs> we're we're pouring our love into Shovel Knight, but it, you know, if we if it sold five copies, we would be like scrounging for more. <laughs> guess we're going back to contract work, boys. Yeah. Right. So yeah, we've been really lucky. I mean, I, like everyone has been, it's been such an honor to, how well it's been received and you know how much everyone's really enjoyed the game. Have you guys kind of gotten used to that yet or are you still kind of reeling from the attention I mean, that it's gotten? I would say it like goes in waves. It's like, <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we are like a big game. And then you think like, why, like, how is this possible uh, you know, just like in term, like before we released this game, I mean, we had no idea really. Sure. Um, you know, we made games where we made lots of 2D games and they didn't do that well. And, you know, people said, oh, this looks like a Flash game. Um, you know, that like we're, I mean, we're making a game that looks like it was made in the 80s, right? It just <laughs> seems like so crazy that, you know, people would be voting it like at like best game of the year next to Metal Gear Solid 5, right? Like yeah. how how much different can those games be? <laughs> well, but I think that's that's part of it is, you know, you see for a couple of years now, it's been really the vogue thing for a lot of especially indie developers to do games in that old visual style and and there are only a certain few that have stood out and really done really well and and the rest of them have kind of Fallen by the wayside. You know, you've got Towerfall Ascension, you've got um, Retro City Rampage, we've got Shovel Knight, uh, but a lot of them you kind of forget about because you get into the game and you find out that the game just is very derivative in, in how it plays and and it's it's just not done well enough. Shovel Knight, yeah, you can say it's derivative in parts just from the gameplay mechanics, but the game gameplay mechanics that you guys put in the into the Shovel Knight work and they work really well. That's the biggest part of that is that the controls are so tight and the music's so good and uh the level design's so well well done you know and and i think that's something that surprises a lot of people and the word got around too yeah yeah well thank you for saying all those nice things yeah i mean we i mean we definitely spent a long time trying to make sure people understood what was unique and special about it right um 
And that's that can be a tough thing to do with those kind of games, right? You you go into them and you say, "Oh, this looks like X, Y, and Z." Like, who cares? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we spent a long time like, who do we who do we give this game to that can talk about it the right way? Who can we, you know, how do we how do we present this old idea in a way that feels like new and and fresh? Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's been real. I mean, it's been so amazing that people have r- really taken hold of it. Well, who couldn't love a knight that carries a shovel? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope so. You never, you never know when dumb jokes work and when they don't work. Though. Yeah, that's true. Every and week just, we find that out. Just yeah. a couple, couple months ago, you did my favorite thing ever. You brought it out to retail as a physical disc. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was really important to us. Uh, you know, like... Lots of games aren't going, you know, it's funny when you think like our strategy is almost like when you see something failing, you, you say, oh, now it's the time to step in. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, you know, like the Nintendo consoles weren't doing very well and we're like, oh, hey, we should be on Nintendo platforms. <laughs> and then like, oh, retail's not doing very well. We should be at retail. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, like for us, it's just like. Uh, there are certain people that either they only buy their games there or they can only get their games there, right? Like, you know, like when you're a kid and I'm sure kids still have this thing, you know, you can't like it's you're not allowed to go on like an online store and buy things or that's like you don't have access to that or it's just like a weird thing or like, hey, I only get gifts at Christmas, right? Right. And like, you know, no parent is going to like order their a steam game for their kid online and like wrap it up some bizarre way it's like a whole mess right (laughs) why is my pc wrapped up i've had this for two years and like your your grandma isn't gonna go to the store like gonna like figure out how to create a steam account uh or like you know a psn account or whatever (laughs) right so it's just like to us it made sense like there's this whole you know there's these people that just can't get the game any other way um you know, like the funny story I always tell is that my when we released the physical version, my mom uh, went to the store and she told she went like she called me the day after and she's like, "Oh my god, it's like a real game!" I'm like David, <laughs> it's a real game now. It's like it wasn't like yeah. I'm like mom, we like it's everyone's been buying it before and then it's like it was you know it was a big thing. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, it's just sort of funny. Like you know, it's not there's real just people that see it. You know, yeah. that's the only way like. Like my mom, for example, can see that world, right? Um, (laughs) So it was really important to us that we came there. And it was really exciting to us to present the game. Like, you know, we had a big manual in there. Um, That's awesome. Like, you know, we wanted to make it exciting the same way, you know, picking up an NES game was exciting way back when. Right, right. And, you know, you get the... the the mid forties aged uh, nerds that still like having that physical copy because that's what we all grew up with. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. It's it's really sad when I think about like n- not having like a collection I can look at uh, anymore. It's like way harder to have that, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we were both very happy about that. Oh, I mean, we were we were ecstatic that someone wanted to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, yeah. How did that come about? Uh, I mean, really, uh, so we worked with a distributor, you and I, and they reached out to us. Uh, they said, like, hey, we've been looking at your game. Uh, we've had success. Uh, one of the big people they've worked – I mean, they've done this with a bunch of people, but uh, the most success they had is with Telltale. Okay. Uh, so they're the ones, you know, distributing Telltale's season – I don't know what they call them, but, like, 
you know, they put the All whole the season together. Games. Yeah. Well, and they sell yeah, in the store. Unless, <laughs> unless it's Game of Thrones or uh, Mine- Minecraft. Yeah, so they came to us and said, like, hey, would you want to go into stores? And we said, like, that's one of the big things we wanted to do this year. So thanks for t- thanks for asking. Uh, and then we – so, we, I mean, we just, like, we hammered out all the details with them, figured out how to do it. You know, we became publishers on all the platforms. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a huge, huge mess. And, and like, afterwards we thought, was this worth it? Like, probably not. But, yeah, yeah, it was worth it. You know? <laughs> No, nah, it's it's really good that you guys did that. It, it's uh, some it's kind of one of the one of the things that we've kind of chosen to fight for a lot. So like Gravity Rush Remastered coming out on physical, we bugged a lot of people, and you know there's some other games that are coming out that we'll probably have to fight that fight again. Um, yeah, because I think it is an important thing, and and Josh even more than I. Uh, you know, there is that fear that you know online servers may go offline once a new system comes out, et cetera, and you're not going to be able to get to your game anymore, even though you ba- you know you bought yeah. it. Your hard drive crashes. <clears throat> The system, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, like I can still, I, my Atari is still plugged in. Yes. I can still play those games. Right. That's right. not an issue. 20 years from now, if I plug in my PS4 and the hard drive is dead and the servers are gone, all those games right. are gone. All well, that money yeah, I spent. Yeah. And I mean, even like, gone. you know, your, your hard drive might work or whatever, but there's no way to, you know, give that to someone else or exactly uh yeah it's like killing a life i I mean i hope someone comes up with a solution to that kind of thing because it's it is really a a really sad part of it i agree well cool uh we don't want to take all your night up here but uh we definitely do want to congratulate you guys on almost sweeping the vita category (laughs) well thank you if if we could have fit it into the rpg you might have had a shot next next time don't invite me back unless unless we've got a clean sweep (laughs) (laughs) what an embarrassment this was for me well at least if you're gonna get beat by an rpg it's bastion i mean (laughs) yeah i mean that's pretty rad yeah so but yeah i I mean thank you so much it's like i mean it's a huge honor that you know, we released this game and it even, you know, it's coming out, the PlayStation version came out, what, like nine months after the original version. Right. So the fact that people are still loved it even then is like really incredible. Well, and how about that, that uh, ovation the game got when, what was it, PSX last year? When they announced that you guys were coming to play, oh my god, yeah, that I mean that was like we was were cool. so we didn't know what to think, right? Uh, I mean, we went in there like, are people going to react? They announced some other ports and they weren't, they didn't go that well. So we thought, oh man, people aren't going to be that happy. But we were sitting there with the Kratos news, right? <laughs> we just yeah. thought, like, how can people not freak out at this like totally bizarre, like you know, turning <laughs> Kratos into this two D. NES style character it just seemed like so rad to us uh, yeah and it was I mean it was amazing when people flipped out it yeah, was that, so cool that place went nuts yeah. and actually it was even bigger when, when they showed Kratos so good on you for that one yeah yeah it was yeah it was super cool I mean it was awesome to. I mean we had never really done anything like that uh, I mean we had shut our game off at conventions and stuff but we had never sh- like been in a crowd while some some of our content was shown off uh, so it was like it was so awesome just to sit there and like have everyone freaking out and we're just like yay uh, no that's, that's great that's awesome uh, well, hopefully, uh, you know, we see some more content. Uh, you guys are welcome back anytime if you want to talk about any of the new stuff you're doing. Uh, but, you know, from our community to you guys, congratulations uh, on a job well done. And uh, hopefully we continue to see the excellent work that you guys do. Oh, thank you so much. I hope we keep, de- I hope we keep delivering on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you very soon. Thanks much. Thank All you. right. Take care.
All right, folks. Well, there is your 2015 Golden Minecart Awards. Thank you very much to David uh, D'Angelo for talking to us about Shovel Knight. Thanks to everybody that sent in uh, acceptance speeches for us. And uh, thanks to everybody in the community that voted. Uh, it sounds like we had a great year, a great turnout for the votes. Yeah. And um, just can't thank everybody enough for all their participation. Here, I'll turn this down now. It's fantastic. I love this and music so much. Can I just say, I here's some of the some of the little statistics there. I'm, I, I told you about the biggest blowout and all that, and the sure. ones that got the most votes. Um, of course, we had this year uh, Shovel Knight and Metal Gear Solid Four or Five um, with the most wins, tying for the most wins ever in a, in a year with four. Um, Destiny in 2014 also had four wins uh uncharted 2 among thieves in 2009 also had four wins um the category with the most votes overall was the ps4 game of the year wow okay uh the category with the least votes overall was the ps3 puzzle slash platformer and that again that was only one vote less than last year's highest wow category which was also ps4 game of the year uh by the way um, the most votes for a single game was Until Dawn. Least votes for a single game was the one I mentioned, two, <laughs> for Disgaea 5. Um, the closest runner-up um, was the PS3 action-adventure category. Sure. Um, and even that was not so close uh, in terms of the, the amount of votes. Uh, the closest category overall, I believe, was the PS4 Best Newcomer category. Oh, okay. So cool. There you go. And yeah, it was it was awesome. I mean, this really it was the year of the blowouts. Essentially, yeah, that's crazy. And and Shovel Knight and Metal Gear Solid Five just running away with shit. Yeah. So. Nice. People seem to really, you know, latch on to one or two games and, and they ran with them, so. Yeah. Well, I, there should have been more love for Fat Prince's Adventures, folks, so get out there and buy that damn game. Absolutely, there should have been. Because I want to play online with some people. That's um, a special game. It, it's an awesome game, man. It's it's so fun. Uh, one quick note before we go, uh, and actually it's kind of cool that it happened this way, but uh, I was supposed to do a stream on Sunday of a new racing game called Assetto Corsa. Uh, but the code got corrupted, so I'm waiting for uh, a new build. Uh, this is a game coming out of, I believe, Italy. Uh, the team actually builds true simulators for car companies. So they actually have built the simulators for Ferrari for years, for example. And that's why they have the exclusive license to Ferrari right now for uh, simulations. Um, I'm probably going to be doing a stream either later this week or this coming weekend. Uh, but it's pretty cool. I haven't seen anybody else really streaming it or anything yet. Uh, there's been some reports out of Italy, but U.S. press hasn't done anything that I've seen. So pretty cool that we got this, and definitely want to show it off to everybody. So keep your eyes out on Twitter and on our YouTube channel so that you can check this out if you're a racing fan. Uh, this is uh, getting a lot of traction uh, in terms of 
the physics engine that they have, because like I said, they've been building simulators for years. This game's on PC already, and they're bringing it to consoles, and it sounds like they've done a really nice job of converting it over to the consoles from the PCs. So, uh, like I said, if you're interested in that kind of thing, well, we're definitely going to have as much coverage as we can uh, put up. So keep an eye out on that. Uh, but like Josh said, you know, thank you so much. It sounds like we just had a really stellar year for, for participation, and hopefully that this keeps growing. Um, Extra Life winners, like I said, the list is up on the website right now. Uh, as soon as I get some time after I edit this beast, um, I'm going to start sending uh, all the codes out to the people that won. European people, uh, the people that actually remember to put the hashtag EU in the notes, you guys are getting a lot of games because we had like 44 games and I think we had 13 people put the hashtag in. <laughs> so there's going to be some people getting doubles. <laughs> um, but again, thanks to everybody that uh, that sent the acceptance speeches in and, and thanks to everybody for the support. And uh, like we said, this is uh, the beginning of our 10th year yeah, doing the podcast. Never missed a week because we're idiots. So, Josh, you got anything else? It's just thank you, everyone. Yeah, thank it's, you so much. It was cool. Um, and yeah, year ten. So, God, here we go. Yeah, here we go. All right, <laughs> folks, get out there, play some games, have a great one. We'll talk to you very soon. Hopefully, you enjoyed what you listened to this week, and uh, we'll talk to you again very soon. Take it easy. This is going to be a mangled mess by now. But I'll tell you, you know what I love? I love science. I love science. I think science is amazing. Science, I think, is one of the greatest things our species has ever done. Science. It's just fucking awesome. And there are people who don't like science. There are people who really are suspicious of it and resent it. People like, like Michelle Bachman and Sarah Palin, you know, who just do not trust it at all. They don't trust science. They think it's somehow conspiring against them and their, and their beliefs. And, and they love to come up with sort of pseudo-scientific arguments to shoot science down. You know, they love saying things like, all the science isn't in on that. That's a favorite phrase among stupid people. The science isn't in on that. Like all the science is ever in on anything. Like there's every time when scientists just go, well, we're done our science in. That should be enough. Just take it, do what you will with it. Back to the titty bar for us. That's not how science works. Science is an ongoing process. Science is never all in. Like they say, science isn't all in on global warming. Yeah, because only 99.999% of the world's scientists agree that it is man-made. So until all the science is in, I say we just, we just set fire to anything that'll burn. That's what we got to do. That's what God made it. God wouldn't have made it flammable if he didn't want us to burn it. That goes for you, Fat Billy. We're going to burn you. Sorry. People don't like it. They say things like, uh, you know, like the theory of evolution. They love to say that that's just a theory. It's not the fact of evolution. It's the theory of evolution. That's why they call it a theory. Well, you know what else is a theory? Gravity. (laughs) Yeah, gravity's just a fucking theory. They haven't discovered the graviton, the particle that conveys gravity to matter they haven't come up with that they haven't found it yet and until they do i think it's all junk science that's right it's all a newtonian hoax 
an Einsteinian boondoggle, I calls it. Till all scientists in on gravity, I refuse to be a slave to it. Why, when I'm on the 15th floor and I need to get to the ground, I just step out a window. Doing anything else will be giving in to left-wing media hysteria. And science has only recently discovered that 95% of our universe is unaccounted for. I mean, that boggles my mind. 95% of the universe is completely mysterious. We have no idea what it is or where it is. You know, they're calling it, you know, dark matter and dark energy because they have no idea what it is. They just know it has to be there because otherwise the laws of physics don't work. But they have no idea what it is. That's astonishing. 95% of everything in the universe, a complete mystery. But I was thinking, like, what, but what if, what if somewhere out there there are creatures made of this dark stuff? You know, what if there are, there, are, there are races made of dark matter? And what if their scientists are looking at their universe and they're going, oh my God, 5% of the universe is missing. <laughs> Fuck it, I can live with that. <laughs> Fucking dark matter people, they don't even care about the 5% of the universe that is everything to us. They're so fucking arrogant, those dark matter people. Well, you know what I say? I say, fuck you, dark matter people. Maybe the universe is a lot like Australia and 95% of it is just shit. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we got all the coastline of the universe and you got the fucking outback. Fucking dark matter assholes. (laughs) Yeah, you tell them I said so.